You're listening to Raising Perdition, a Supernatural Rewatch podcast. This podcast is for anyone who wants more Supernatural content or anyone just starting the show. I'm Beth Brin. I'm Hannah Barrow. And I'm Abby Jo Morton. And we're your hosts. Let's jump in. Raising Perdition is intended for adult audiences, and our episodes may contain PG-13 and R-rated language. We advise listener discretion for discussions of violence, sexual assault, eating disorders, and other topics some listeners may find disturbing. We want to empower you, our audience, with the knowledge you need to make healthy decisions about how and if you should consume this podcast content. Hi everybody, this is Editing Hannah here. Um, I just wanted to say, first of all, we were so excited to have Pluto on this episode. We literally learned so much and just had a good time listening to them, and we really think you're going to enjoy it too. That being said, um, there are spoilers in this episode, so if you are somebody who is kind of watching along with Abby, wanting no spoilers, um, listen at your own risk, or don't listen, and wait for the next episode where there will not be spoilers again. Um, We hope you enjoy it, because we sure did. Also, it's long. Good luck. Welcome back. You're listening to Raising Perdition. I'm one of your hosts, Beth. I'm here with our fellow co-hosts, Hannah and Abby Jo. How are y'all doing? Doing well. How are you? Doing well, doing well. We have an exciting guest uh, appearance on this episode. Pluto, how are you? I am doing fantastic. Very excited to be here. We're very excited to have you here. Um... So if you don't mind, could you tell us just like a little bit about your involvement in Supernatural fandom um, and like what Supernatural means to you? I know that could be a loaded question. But... Uh, so, that's so loaded. I saw that this morning. I was like... <laughs> oh, I know. That's why I tried to get it to you so quickly because I was like, you might have to prepare for this. <laughs> um, so my involvement in the Supernatural fandom is a bit of a convoluted one, but I also don't, don't think necessarily a unique experience in that. I've been part of the Supernatural fandom since 2012, um, when I was like 15 and a freshman in high school. Um, And, you know, I I was an avid, I'm a veteran of the Desdale Wars of 2013 to 2017. That confessional scene in season, what was that, like 11? That was my nom, you know? Like, (laughs) I was there. I... Like, like I truly watching the season nine finale live, top ten media experiences of my life. Like, you know, um, you have that to look forward to. I know I need to take notes. Oh yeah, I won't say anything about it. But that episode, (laughs) I hate most of season nine, but also the season nine finale is one of my favorite episodes of not only Supernatural but television in general. It is insane. Oh, I have so many thoughts about it. Um, but then, you know, I I was a young queer kid really struggling with my identity in a really, like, homophobic house and family and environment and, you know, going to a school that was, like, traumatic to every single one of my marginalized identities. And it just became, like, a lot when, like, not only, like, the fandom I was in hated that I was in it but also like the show hated me and like textually put people like me in it to show us how much they hated me and like what they thought of us as fangirls or queer people 
um, and how certain of certain actors reacted to the presence of queer fans and like queer fandom in supernatural fandom and in in his presence and it just kind of got like a lot for me like that hostility on top of the queer baiting and just mm-hmm. like it was heavy it was really heavy and really unhealthy and you know I started college in the fall of 2016 and you know I watched the first few episodes of season 12 but because it was my freshman year like I fell off and I was like oh just catch up when it goes back on Netflix but at some point like I just made the decision to not because I realized like not only being in college and being in a very like I went to college all the way across the state and I was in a I went to school in Pittsburgh it was really liberal area and a really liberal school I had for the first time like most of my friends were queer um so it was just kind of like oh like looking at this it's like this was bad for me this was really inhibiting my relationship with my queerness and I don't want to go back to this um and at that point it's like the show wasn't even good enough in my opinion to like keep suffering through it and like I didn't see a light at the end of the tunnel and so you know what I did I traded Supernatural for uh the MCU specifically Stucky so I really just jumped (laughs) from like one queer bait to the other however Stucky was like much gentler you know (laughs) like they didn't actively hate us like they didn't insert you personally into the narrative yeah yeah we were not personally there were MCU was not meta you know it was nice um and I kind of just like was tangentially around it like I was never like unaware of Supernatural because a few of my real life friends particularly my friend Kay like was still really into the fandom so I was like I was away yeah um but then of course the night of November 5th 2020 happened absolute (laughs) fucking fever dream I like (laughs) I remember it so clearly I was going to take a shower and I was going to the bathroom before taking a shower so I'm sitting there naked on my toilet I have my I live by myself in a one-bedroom apartment just for the sake of the story like I had the bedroom the bathroom door open CNN blaring so I could still hear the election coverage while I'm taking a shit (laughs) 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 and I decide I'm gonna open up Twitter and I see at this point I was like more heavily like on Spider-Man Twitter and like that kind of stuff and I see friends that I have never saw speak about Supernatural ever, ever. I know them through Spider-Man Twitter, talking about Destiel, and I'm like, what in the absolute ever-loving fuck is going on right now? (laughs) It was a big night. It It was was a big night! night. (laughs) So, (laughs) it just turned into an absolute fever dream. I watched the confession scene. I was like, literally manic crying, like I get in the shower and blasting Angel with a shotgun on repeat and I've just kind of been <laughs> that was the first time I went viral that night on TikTok and I've just kind of been like back in it ever since um, yeah. and I found it to be a lot more positive experience because I guess because I'm older and I kind of like formed my community on different platforms that were Tumblr um Tumblr is like hard to make friends on, especially when you're like a teenager um, in the mid 2010s. I still can't really work Tumblr. <laughs> right? I have an account now and I don't. 
like I use Tumblr the same way I've always used Tumblr, which is I just like reblog funny shit and like whatever. But like, Mm -hmm. you know, I've kind of like built re-entered the fandom through TikTok and Twitter, and that made it a lot easier to build friendships and relationships. And it's kind of weird because Supernatural Part Two, Electric Boogaloo, um, for me is the first time I've ever really been like a like a kind of somewhat known figure in fandom. Like I've never been someone that like people even remotely knew who mm-hmm. I was or like I had any sort of like connotations to my name or whatever <laughs> and now like yeah. I've caused fandom wide like trans platform discourse on multiple yeah. occasions yeah. on accident <laughs> so like yeah. it, <laughs> it's been a really weird experience but also really fun because I get to like meet and become friends with like really cool people like you guys and like get to like nerd out and it's also given me an avenue to like keep I don't know kind of like the academic side of me going even Mm -hmm. like outside of school which has been great and it's just kind of been nice to be able to like really focus what I'm interested in just like do that and be absolutely fucking unhinged on Twitter and get rewarded for it so Right. That's little, what little notification dopamine. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, for sure. And as for what supernatural means to me, um, it was initially like this really. It was a source of comfort, particularly like, of course, like Dean Winchester and Cass. Like, just I saw a lot of myself in both of them. Like my my own personal trauma and like issues with relating to people and being on the outside and like looking back on it I do not know how I didn't realize I was an autistic sooner uh given how much I relate to cast or have ADHD like just like the code you know um but then it also particularly when it came to my sexuality it became something I like I loved out of spite Mm -hmm. um I was like you're not going to take this away from me even though like I am the monster in your closet like I'm not going anywhere you don't get to Gank me, you know? <laughs> right. Um, and now it's it's a lot more positive. Um, it's still something I love a lot. It's something I find a lot of enjoyment in watching, even when it's, like, awful, because at least it's funny. <laughs> right. Um, like, even, like, episodes like Dog Dean Afternoon, I, I think that is an atrocious piece of television, but also... <laughs> It's funny because it's so it absurd funny. and like Jensen yes. just like commits to it without giving anything away. But like mm-hmm. at least most of the acting is good. So like That's one yeah. thing. Yeah. Jensen's in it. At least he's doing a good job. He, he's always there. He just he goes for it. Um and I have to respect that. <laughs> so I don't know, I guess supernatural is just like become like kind of synonymous with like community not to be like cliche but um (laughs) it's yeah I don't know if that was coherent at all but (laughs) no totally yeah I think that we feel very similar similarly um with what it means to us as we are all also queer and finding a community within this silly little fandom that has (laughs) so much infighting (laughs) god oh good lord yeah we're just trying to enjoy a a silly show that obsessed about middle-aged men yeah Yeah. (laughs) 
I think that's the best part yeah. of fandom is when we're able to do that. Yeah. When we're able to do those things. Um, yeah. And not everything else that happens. <laughs> Um, okay, so today's episode is Season 3, Episode 7, Fresh Blood. This episode was directed by Kim Manners and written by Sarah Gamble. So two very well-known people that we've seen several episodes from already. Sarah Gamble becomes a showrunner who I have beef with. Um, kind of <laughs> iconic, though. So, yeah, there's something that uh, Jamie from Driver Picks Pod calls the Sarah gamble long con and they're absolutely right mm-hmm. like it's certainly like there um but this is you know two definitely like uh experienced supernatural writer director duo so i feel like this episode shows that um yeah yeah hannah do you want to give us a little sum sum sure so this episode takes place in albany new york and it's about um six months since dean made a demon deal which oh means he has word. about six months left on said demon deal. Yeah. What did you say, Abby? Right. I said, oh, my word. And then <laughs> I, yeah, you said, word. I thought you just said word. Word. <laughs> word. No. For sure. Yeah. Totally. We're rapidly um, yeah. getting through this his one year. And mm-hmm. it shows. <laughs> it do show for sure. Um, so in this episode, Sam and Dean capture a vampire named Lucy who says she's just high and she can't come down. She tells the brothers a man named Dixon put a thick red drug in her drink. He's still giving the drug out to people and turning them to vampires. Gordon Walker is back <laughs> and he goes after Sam, but Dixon captures Gordon and turns him into a vampire. Gordon becomes more powerful and traps Sam away from Dean, but Sam kills Gordon. Sam and Dean had a conversation about how Dean is scared, and Sam knows because he knows him better than anyone in the world, and Dean lets Sam fix baby because he's going to need to know these things for the future when Dean's nice. on. Nice, nice, nice. All right. Our favorite moment. These are our favorite moments of this supernatural episode. Our favorite moments we're telling you now. Who would like to go first? I don't really have like a great favorite moment, so I'm gonna let everybody go and then I'll just pick <laughs> something. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess I'll go first. Um, as bittersweet as it is, I think the ending scene where Dean is trying to like be a good big brother to Sammy, like I, it breaks my heart and I like teared up at it and like Sam doesn't really want to do it because of what it means <clears throat> but it is very I don't know it pulls on your heartstrings and mm-hmm. like Abby I didn't have a whole bunch else that I was just wanting to yeah say was my fave so yeah it is also hard for me to like I like a lot about this episode it is one of my favorite so it's kind of hard for me to pick just like one moment to be my favorite mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I think a scene that, like, I, over my rewatches and, like, whatever, have grown to appreciate more and more is, like, Dean and Dixon's conversation, um, because, like, I am kind of obsessed with when the show parallels and, like, mirrors Dean specifically with the monsters, um showing like his otherness because like it brings into question like what makes a monster 
um, which I think is like a very central theme to the show, especially in like later seasons. But like, I always find those moments really interesting when Dean is mirrored specifically in the other because he is other and like I love it especially when it's like these very like queer coded monsters or like historically queer coded monsters the shifter episode that was in season one right the first one yeah skin Mm -hmm. Uh, skin. okay I just episode six of season one so like that's the first time we really see that happen Mm -hmm. and like a monster being mirrored or paralleled in Dean and like being reflected in him and that's like such a so we have another moment like that with Dixon where you realize like oh like in this situation like Dixon is Dean and Mm -hmm. Dean is Dixon and I just I I think that was my favorite because not only does it just like feed my little my little brain worms I think it was also really Mm -hmm. emotionally impactful scene and helps like really understand both characters motivations for their actions yeah for sure mm-hmm. thank you Lucy. yeah my favorite moment is um not a happy like moment either i don't think that there's many happy <laughs> moments in this episode um, it's really not no. <laughs> it's just not a silly happy episode um i like when um Sam is like telling Dean that he's afraid and Dean's trying to say he's not and like all the things he's that Sam says to Dean um Mm -hmm. and you can see Dean's like face of like oh I didn't know like you cared about me (laughs) like that (laughs) you know and that is very sad but it's also like giving him like I feel like it's just so important for people to tell Dean they love him and like (laughs) that he means something to them and so but he also is like so surprised and so like I don't know. I like it, but it's also yeah. very sad. <laughs> yes. All right, Abby. Mine is so stupid compared to those. <laughs> like y'all all um. have very serious, like nice, and mine is it's just fine. in the. We've gotten depressed. Yeah. Make us Mine's happier. just in the beginning when Dean's trying to lure the vampire, and he rolls a sleeve mm-hmm. up, and we see the forearm. Yes. That's I, all I, mine I knew is. Someone would pick it. I knew. That's all mine it. is. <laughs> Particularly when he's like, I taste good. Uh-huh. I taste better. You know, like that's that's wonderful. That's I would not is. have picked that. That's so funny. <laughs> I forgot you about it. Go back like one layer. We'll go back and watch it. Like <laughs> the strip <laughs> show. Like yeah, we're like his forearms. A forearm. Short sleeves. He's being a slut. That's good. We so rarely get to see his forearms. I know. You brought us. You brought us. Brought us. You're right. It was needed. We needed it. Perfect. We needed it. Okay. Now we can get sad again. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, So cold open, we see Bella getting into her car, and she's carrying a little briefcase, and Gordon comes up behind her, and surprise, um, kind of scares her, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, She has no idea who he is, um, but he knows her, and he just broke out of prison. She tries to get her gun out of the car, but he's already stolen it out of her car, and he's like hey, uh, I'm Gordon Walker. And she's like, ah, yeah, I have heard of you. Um, and he's like, yeah, I heard that you were in Massachusetts with the Winchester brothers. I'm going to need you to tell me where they're at. And she's like, hmm, no, um, no thanks. And he's like, I will kill you. And she's like, fucking do it. I don't care. <laughs> um, honestly, girl boss, you know, like. She's she, a girl she boss. Really does. I was so obsessed with her in that moment. I think in my notes, I literally <laughs> said, yeah, my first note is Bella is so iconic. <laughs> OMG. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love Bella. She really is. Like, does she sell out the boys a little bit? You know, 
she was also being threatened. I have, I'm, I'm a slight Bella apologist. Um, I'm fully Bella apologist. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think she has to like, I mean, they saved her in the last episode, but just that her, doesn't yeah. mean she owes like the rest, like she gave them the $10,000 each. Right. Like she, she said, I don't want to be in debt to you. So mm-hmm. like, she's like, I'm going to get mine. If I'm going to get this rare thing that I can sell for more money, hell yeah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Right, because um, she's like, listen, you can literally just shoot me. I don't care. Um, but if you want to make a deal, I'm all ears. And he's like, what if, okay, the deal is I'll kill you. And she calls his bluff. And she's, he, Gordon wants to know where the boys are real bad. So I guess he was willing to make a deal. And he's like, I can get like three grand. And she's like, that is chump change. I'm not doing, I don't get out of bed for three grand. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, my fucking God. Um, and then she sees his little, quote, mojo bag. Um, and she's like, I'll take that right now. And he's like, uh, this is, she's like, yeah, it's priceless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I want it. Hand it over. And so he does. And she calls Dean and is like, Dean, where are you at? And where Dean are you? tells her, I guess. <laughs> he's like, we just had, a, we just bonded. So I guess I'll tell Bella everything. Yeah, honestly, that's on Dean. That's on yeah, Dean. Like, why, why is he doing he knows that? Her. He was so mad at her last episode. Like, literally so mad and does not trust her. And, she randomly calls and is like, "What you guys doing?" Where's your precise location? <laughs> right. It's like, what what general area are you in that I could come visit if I wanted to? It's because he wanted the angry hate sex, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. He was like, "Maybe I'll cash in on that." But then she would have shown up, and he would have immediately been like, "No, I hate you." Never mind. I, I could not possibly. Right? He's like, <laughs> Wait, can I? The last episode was that red. I am morning. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, the yes. first mention of Castiel, <laughs> my beloved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know if they meant it, but Sam totally said Castiel. He um, did. He was summoning. So, <laughs> I was like, my little ears definitely, as a cast girly, it, they they perked up. At that, yeah. When so, I did yeah. my rewatch, coming back to the Phantom, he said that. I was like, hold the fucking phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was that on purpose? <laughs> I need to know. I don't think it was. It was just a happy mistake, I feel like. But I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, like, they like, say a bunch of different names. Like, that's what that, okay. like, thing is, a bunch Somebody of. But why Why is Castiel in it? Yeah, and then they just, I don't know. That's, like, the epitome of Supernatural. They do something on accident, and you're like, oh, really? accident means a lot more to me now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the show is good on accident. Everything that's, like, or most things about the show that is, like, mind-boggling, done on accident, like, some stuff Yeah. In- Seven, I can't disclose, but yeah. like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yep, two two years, Abby. We'll get to that. Oh, my seven, year and a half. Yeah. Ah, this is really okay. long so, term. Oh yeah, I keep yeah. forgetting how long, long this fucking show is. <laughs> it's so fucking long. Yeah. Um, Abby signed up for a six-year experience. Honestly, um, good for her. For you, <laughs> super excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow I guess it's because you're younger than us and you weren't on like Tumblr and stuff so you really have no knowledge of Supernatural no. so you really get to wait how old yeah, are real. you I'm 23 so okay so I'm 25 okay so you were on Tumblr at all in the 2010s no I was also in a super like religious household so okay. <laughs> I don't know okay. like I just wasn't really like you know Okay. Like, I felt guilty for watching Vampire Diaries. So, (laughs) so, like, yeah. 
Okay, that makes that makes <laughs> yeah. more sense. I'm always like, yeah, that's when people my age like know nothing about it, I'm like, you were either a very normal person or you were extremely sheltered. Which which is the yeah both <laughs> both yeah both yeah, yeah. <laughs> normal and sheltered. I feel like people also like in our high school didn't watch Supernatural. No. Like I we went to like pretty preppy school. Yeah, it's weird. Mm. Like, it was a public school. Yeah, but, but it like, was, like... Like, there are a few people who I'm, like, they probably watch Supernatural. But they probably, didn't talk about but it. But they, they didn't they talk, didn't talk to me about what it. What kind so, of, like... Well, there's probably I, a reason why people weren't talking to us about Supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> were you guys, like... So, I guess my question, to make more sense of this in my head, were you, any of y'all, like, in band? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all were. All you were all in band, yeah. and you know... Like, were you in marching band? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were? Yes. And you... D- <laughs> No, we it didn't. wasn't the culture. No. It truly wasn't. That was the culture. We also, we live in a very, like, small town, southern, uh, like, okay. Baptist type, religious, not, not everyone would be, everyone's considered, like, automatically, like, you're probably at least believe in God, you're religious. Like, oh. it's kind of the default. Yeah, okay. it is the even default. Even if they don't, like, even if they don't, like, go to church every Sunday, like, everyone's considered that way and if you're different than then it's like oh you're really okay different see like my small town like i live in the borough i have the area i live in is like really weird and complex like socioeconomically but like the borough of the town that i live in um that is like peak supernatural like what they want their demographic to be how like in 2016 mm. it was like the highest like the most popular show amongst u.s conservatives like that's Mm. kind of where I was so there were like other kids in my like my school that watched it and like of course like I was friends with the gay kids in the band who watched it but then there was also this like one straight kid who watched it who was like had been my bully since like middle school oh my god the amount of like homophobia and specifically biphobia I experienced from him over this fucking show Yeah, yeah. It's like we're, you're not watching the same show. No. But you are, but you're right. not. We, did, we not. also didn't really have any like queer kids in band with us. I'm not out. I mean, we were okay. out. We did. No one was out. <laughs> we were all queer. Right. I think so, that's that's like important to note. Is like Abby said, we grew up really religious. Like we were probably, especially Abby and I, were more religious than probably most people in our town. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, like. A lot of internalized homophobia and like we didn't realize we were even bisexual until three two or three years ago yeah so um oh wow okay like if we could have talked to people about that i don't think i think they would have known not to talk to us about it i feel like is the thing so like if there were people watching supernatural they weren't talking to me i know that for sure they weren't talking to me about (laughs) it they would have said yeah absolutely not yeah yeah but there are probably people. <laughs> we just weren't friends with them. Yeah, we just didn't know them. Yeah. yeah. Our band was also Killing really love unpacking heavy. It. Our band director loved yeah. Marvel, and so he, uh, um, right. like, that was like our band culture was Marvel. Yes. So yeah. So yeah, it was nerdy, just not, just not, not, yeah, not super, not super hulak <laughs> nerdy. Okay. Right. That yeah. was like my eyes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes. That's really interesting then. Harry Potter was mm-hmm. pretty big between all the band people, unfortunately. Um, I say that as who was a Harry Potter person. It, it was also yeah. really big in my band, too. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, okay, it's weird. Do you have anything else to say about the cold open? <laughs> Besides that, Bella is no, a but boss babe. Gordon calls Sam the Antichrist, and this is the second time now that someone. <laughs> It's so yes. true, Abby. Has said that. So. He, he did he's, do that. He's so certain. He's so certain. That is the thing he did. He is right. But did was that in that episode that they called him that the last one where we found out that Gordon was going to break out, or was it? I thought a demon called him the Antichrist. Yeah, Ruby says it. Ruby, okay, okay, Ruby okay, 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 okay. Um, and that was in. I don't remember. Sin City. Okay. Yes. Right. I think so. Because it was the mirror shot right before. Right. I was, like, talking about all the fucking mirror shots in Sin City. <laughs> I know she talked. No. Maybe it was Does the she first episode have... she was in. I don't know. Yeah, I think it. Before we knew I her think it name. Magnificent was... the... Seven? Yeah. I think you're yeah. right. Because she walks up at the diner and casually mm-hmm. calls him the Antichrist. Yes. And Abby was like, what? Was like, excuse uh, me? Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, okay. I, I was just making sure that it wasn't Gordon the last time who said it, too. You know what I mean? Because, like, then it's just right. Gordon. <laughs> but, like, this is <laughs> right. two separate people now. <laughs> yeah. Right. They've called him the Antichrist. That's true. Um, and I think Kubrick, in his earlier episode, was, like, convinced Kubrick. that his mission from God was to kill Sam also. Yeah. That's what God does. I forgot that Kubrick was like a religious nut until we saw the inside of his trailer in this episode. I was like, like a nut. Very right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The last episode he was in, we talked extensively about his like Jesus figurines and things. Because he was like, put your Jesus down. Don't, yeah. don't play with my Jesus. Plushy. Plushy? <laughs> Plushy. It's a Squishmallow. <laughs> it's my I'm, limited edition Jesus Squishmallow. <laughs> don't play with my Jesus Funko Pop. Not don't you dare. It's not a toy. That's an that's a action figure. It's a collectible. It's a collectible. Yeah. yeah. It's a collectible, so if you could not touch it, please. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry, Kubrick, but not really. But not really. (laughs) (laughs) It was fucking weird. You need to. Yeah. He's dead. Check yourself. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. He doesn't even know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He's also a fictional character. He doesn't even know. (laughs) He doesn't even know. So. Goodness. Um. So then we are with Sam and Dean, who, as we already said, are in New York, and they're like, in a dark alley. Um, and they find a man on the ground who is just like bleating from the neck. <laughs> um, and Dean's like, "Where is she?" And the guy doesn't answer at first. He's like, "Where is she?" And like the man he is was, like, choking on his own blood. He was yeah. so aggressive with that victim. I know. Give him a break. Currently, I know. I feel like just, sometimes. Just kind of points. I know. Sometimes Dean's like so good with the victims, and sometimes he's like could not care less. <laughs> Like, where is she? I don't care if you're gonna die. Tell me immediately. I think yeah, I made a note points. about him being mean in this episode. <laughs> he is kind of mean. He just he was. I think he's just like he gives no fuck. Yeah, he's, you know, he's trying to. He gives no fucks. 
Right. Right. Also, quotes. Quotes. Yeah. yeah. Also, like you can give no fucks and not be mean. To yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, Dean. <laughs> um. So Dean follows where the man points, um, and he's like, "I know you're there, basically." <laughs> and he cuts his own arm. And the vampire woman comes out closer, and he puts the machete down because he's like, come on, come and get it. Um, And so when she attacks, he puts uh, dead man's blood in her neck because that's a thing. Remember that we can do vampires (laughs) from all that time ago. That is a thing. Um, And so Sam's like, Dean, a little close, don't you think? And Dean's like, well, it worked. So (laughs) I don't care. I hate him. I hate (laughs) him. I... Okay, so when I was rewatching, like when I was watching this episode, I did forget that um, it was so close to his deal being up. Because I was like, oh, it's mm-hmm. only the seventh episode, forgetting that this was season three and the writer's strike made it so there's only 10 more episodes left in this season. Yeah. So we're already pretty far in. Yeah. Um, so I did say Dean is so cute, quick to use himself as bait. Fuck John Winchester in all caps. Yes. And then I have an arrow going down to a further note. Demon Deal is making him even more reckless. So it's like, it's mm-hmm. this weird combination of like, he was raised to view himself as babe, and now he doesn't even have to worry about preserving himself because like, mm-hmm. he thinks he's going to die anyway. So who gives a fuck? And honestly, mm-hmm. if I were him, I'd rather go out by a vampire than a hellhound. So. Yeah. I understand his logic there. I also did say, God, he's so pretty with his great lash mascara. (laughs) (laughs) I know we've talked about this on Twitter, Pluto, but Jesus Christ, his lashes. I can't with him and his little freckles because they, like, match his little lashes with, like, the color of his freckles. That dark brown. It's a Kim Manners episode. Kim Manners always has his freckles out on display. That 102 great lash dark brown mascara, like, Mm -hmm. ring it back. Just, Just get Bring it back. And everything you're in, I'm gonna need you to start wearing. I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a tube at New Jersey Con and be like, You should reintroduce this this back into your life. Because you look (laughs) I think this would really fit with it. With it. (laughs) Because like he has lashes like mine where they're really long but they're light colored, so it's like they don't even exist if there's nothing on him. Yeah. Tell Abby's yeah, Abby's Abby's Abby said. Yeah. Yes. I know all too well. <laughs> all too well. Ten minute version. Yeah. Ten minute version. I could go on for, yeah, I could go for ten minutes about my eyelashes. <laughs> I do feel I yeah, know we um, we talked about how Dean is reckless, but I feel like it's like exponentially more reckless from the previous episode yes. even. Yeah. Like yeah. Yes. like at this point they're like really trying to remind us, like, oh yeah. Um, we forgot it's six months until he's supposed to die. So, like, yeah, here's him right. getting really, really reckless. And it is, like, almost a shock at, like, wonder, how reckless he is in this episode. Doesn't he even, like, get... because they know. He gets bit, too, right? Yeah, yeah he does. Okay. Yeah. A little bit. Um, I wonder if it's because the showrunners, like, the writers and everything knew, like, oh, the strike is definitely going to happen. We're going to need to start, like, yeah. really amping this up and, like, trying to get, like... Probably. A cohesive story out of yeah, this. And like, <laughs> by the way, Dean's deal is like super coming up. <laughs> yeah. So he's real. Yeah. I really way. think it is like, I think what am I saying? I think they did a really good job of managing the time constraints in this season 
of mm-hmm. like it's such a fast-paced season like there's no there's really no filler in it even like the filler episodes it's still like that pressure is always there um which i think is i think was done phenomenally well given i think out of all of the storylines in supernatural that i can think of this is the season that it would benefit the most to have that like compact timeline because of like the deal is pressing and so now we have even more reason why it's pressing and it's like yeah because it's like not being dragged out like all of the other storylines and like also just from like an outside perspective first of all i mean shout out unions i'm so glad they striked we stand unions in this household into like had that not happened like they cast one so exists so like <laughs> yeah yeah yep yeah really okay. quickly i did not remember mm-hmm. it what happened when people got bit by vampires in this and i said is it like vampire diaries where it doesn't matter or is it like twilight when everything matters twilight (laughs) (laughs) i was like i don't know but can we put this on pause yeah because i got so we gotta wait until we get to the hospital scene and then i can really get into it yes (laughs) okay okay we're really close i'm very excited okay um i think aj you're next abby joe why did i call you you've done it multiple times and it's just twice only that's multiple i guess it's more than one um okay so uh they have the vamp woman why am i nervous i need to relax her name is it's because pluto's here right Uh, (laughs) why are they making you nervous i don't know the only person we've done the podcast with is my fiance (laughs) not nervous in front of him He's so stupid. He's um, an idiot. Yeah, I said he's so stupid. <laughs> we we love do. Jacob. We, st- we, we do. We love Jacob. We but do. they have the the vampire woman, and she's tied into a chair, um, and they're like interrogate. She just wakes up, and they're like interrogating her, asking They've where her nest is. They've just been staring at her though, right? Like, how right, long were they, they going to? How long had they been? They staring were. At her? Who knows? <laughs> They're just both Oh, good, you're awake. They're not even talking. No, they're checking their watch. They're like, yeah. how much dead man's blood did you give me? <laughs> like, honestly. Um, but she's freaking out, and she has no, she's like, what are you talking about? Like, nest. Like, I'm, I'm on something. And I'm like, yeah, girl, you are. Um, <laughs> you are. But we find out her name is Lucy, um, and Sam's like, tell us what happened, and we'll let you go. Like, we will let you go. Lying liar who lies. Um, And Dean's like, will we? Um, I was not aware of that. But Lucy said she was at a club and she met a guy who was like in his, he was old in his 30s. I'm like. I I took offense to that as someone who just turned 28. Because she was like 25. Right. Yeah. Yeah, she wasn't like 18. He was old like 30 he was old like 30 i'm telling you he's much older than 30 <laughs> baby he's centuries, he's centuries old. old you see that picture yeah. of his daughter he's old um <laughs> but he says that he put or she said that the guy who claimed to be a dealer put a few drops of something new in her drink um and dean's like was it red and thick and she's like i don't think that's what he said <laughs> but <laughs> no, I, okay. no it, it was, it was <laughs> something yeah. like it was that like, was it red and thick um, like... 
And she's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's vampire blood. And she's like, no, you're wrong. It's a drug. Um, She was like, I was roofied. And then I woke up at the dealer's place and he was going out to get me something to eat. But I was so hungry that I had to leave. I busted out. Um, Dean gives brief vamp symptoms 101. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry. He basically describes yes. being a vampire. Yes, and she's, like, yeah. pretty much agreeing with everything that he's saying. And, like, talking about how she can hear heartbeats. And he's, like, or he, she can hear blood pumping. And he's, like, your blood's not pumping no more. And she's, like, not mine, yours. I can hear your blood pumping. Um, and she can hear heartbeats from half a block away. And she's, like, but. And then he's, like, yeah, you killed two people. Like, we, we just. You killed two, almost three. And she's like, no, those were hallucinations from the drugs. And she's, she's freaking out. She's panicked. Which, like, is fair. <laughs> like, not <laughs> judging her. She, I would be panicked, too. Um, but they walk away. Sam and Dean walk away. And Dean's like, we have to kill her. And Sam's like, yeah, we do. Um, there's nothing else we can do. And then Dean walk away and him do kill her. Him chop off her head. Him do kill her. <laughs> him do. Him do. Him do. The captions just say <laughs> knife plunging. Yeah. Thud. Thud. And that's exactly what it sounded like. Oh. Knife yeah. plunging that's what and happened. then thud. That's yeah. what I heard. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sorry. I am. Sorry, you're left. He was so mean to her in this scene. I, I was, know. like, getting genuinely frustrated. I was like, can you not tell how fucking horrified she's this so woman scared. is right now? Like, she's yeah. so terrified. Um, it definitely goes with like their monster prejudice. Like they automatically assume that she's very aware that she's a mm-hmm. vampire. They're very aware, mm-hmm. like that she knows what she's doing. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. This is the worst day of my life. <laughs> and like, how it long was... has it been since he drugged her? Does she say? I, I mean, he was just going out to get her something to eat. In quotes, yeah. Um, and she busted out, and she killed two people. But I feel like that could have been like like the span of a night or like just a few days yeah right it has not been long um enough for sam and dean to like take notice to get to new york yeah i just feel like they were already in massachusetts i feel like well there were already um, two other girls missing lucy was just the only one to get out right so that's how they found her and found the case um yeah i feel like i just feel like a few days would be like more unsettling to think that like you've been drug like it's been the drug has been in your system for, for Lucy, that long yeah, right yeah then like well it was down. just you know six hours ago and like i just can't come down no matter what i do this is like if you've been hallucinating so you think for like that long that would be really worrying i yeah. think i imagine i've never been on like i've never been roofied or anything obviously no. not obviously but i haven't been um luckily for me but like that would be really scary to think like you when is yeah. it gonna end if it hasn't yet that would be horrifying yeah what's what's dixon doing if she's been out for days you know like right. is he trying to find well, her I, right i don't i don't know if she was out for days i think she had gotten out that night and in their investigation, mm. they found her or something because I don't think she'd been like gone that long. Um, yeah, it's definitely like a, like a short. Yeah. Like max, like a, like two days, like to like that night. Like it's definitely like yeah, 
quick turn. I feel like I should have paid. She's uncontrolled. I should have paid more attention to the timeline. But the only <laughs> note I have for this scene is, um, why must all the women in this show have their tits out? Yeah, she does look very pretty. She has great hair. Um, <laughs> because, like, we... No, that because I did make note of like the demographic of the victims because I thought that was like very telling that they're all like thin, pale, conventionally attractive, like white women, and they're blonde and blue eyed. So they're kind of like mm -hmm. the epitome of innocence in American mm -hmm. culture. And like, I think I do actually go back later and revisit her wardrobe once we see the rest of the victims because I was like, oh this is interesting because like of all the victims she is the only one that's wearing like sexualized clothing and she's the only one who killed yeah what a what an interesting aspect to throw also they're all of the women that were turned into vampires in this episode all blonde all white all blue eyed all pale and they're all also all wearing white shirts all of them yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. this is unhinged. <laughs> right. Yeah. They tried yeah, really hard with that. They did. Yeah. There was like, that was not an accident nor subtle. <laughs> mm -hmm. No. no and wasn't. this is like one of the things, especially lately for me personally, that really makes me mad about Supernatural is because like, why couldn't this have, why couldn't Dixon have been like trying to replace his son? Why does it always have to be women that are like, being killed immediately like so often our victims especially lately have been women and we've yeah. had to kill them and they've like you said have been dressed like somewhat promiscuously or like it's just Something really frustrating yeah. i don't know why we and if it's a man then like it's a it's other cases like in night shifter with ronald who's like a bigger man and then the same thing in the uh bedtime stories episode with the quote unquote three little pigs guys it's I'm just I don't understand why we have these like stereotypes they just make me really mad and I'm just tired of it <laughs> I heard it's your clenched teeth like, yeah. I heard them huh I said I heard your clenched, clenched teeth, teeth. <laughs> I heard, I heard it. it's just like one of those like conventions of horror in which like it is I'm not defending Supernatural or the sexism and misogyny. I just want to be very clear about that. It's just, like, one of those things that, like, horror at its core is the conflict between the other and normalcy and, like, the, the you know, like, capital H human and capital O other. And women are defined under capital O other. Like, they are other and particularly promiscuous women and like the way to look at like mainstream horror like poltergeist on is kind of like they function as sort of like fairy tales or folk tales and that they're like lessons in morality and they're meant to like they function to um enforce like the hetero like cis hetero patriarchy and so like of course these women are going to be dressed promiscuously because like one they're meant to be sexy lamps and women are objectified and two they're also meant to be punished for being autonomous beings and expressing and owning their sexuality in whatever manner they do mm -hmm. which is why like lucy while she is obviously a victim and obviously 
is like as innocent as she can be in her actions gets little to no sympathy from them because she's the only victim that is shown to be dressed promiscuously like her her top while white is completely sheer lace with like a push-up mm-hmm. bodice like she's dressed mm-hmm. to be promiscuous and like she was there she ingested the blood because like she wanted to try some yep. drugs and she was like being mm-hmm. yeah. free so it's like fucking yeah she's partying yeah, and, right like yeah. sexist as shit but like yeah yes it's a uh what am i a, like a function of the genre once yeah. it became mainstream Mm-hmm. Also, Eric Kripke just sucks. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's got his own set of issues that he needs to work through and go. Oh my through. god! I saw an interview. And stop making TV shows about. I saw it. an interview he gave about like, like it was for the boys, and it was like talking about fridging, and I wanted to throw, I wanted to throw my computer at the wall, which was especially problematic because it was a school computer because I was in mm-hmm. the school lab computer lab that I worked at <laughs> I was like shut the fuck up like... <laughs> I just Jessica fridging oh, you know, like oh my god that's Kripke's signature this whole thing <laughs> um, we see the man from the alleyway he's in the hospital bed he is not doing great but he is alive and Gordon Kubrick walk in and they're posing as FBI um, they ask about his attack and specifically if she bled in or on him because she has, quote, a very dangerous virus. Um, and the guy's like, I mean, he, she bit me. And they're like, oh, no, it's okay. Um, it's purely blood, uh, trans, like, like transmitted through blood. So, like, it's a good thing um, that that didn't happen. He's like, yeah, like, thank goodness. And they're like, it's a good thing because, like, we'd have had to kill you. And then, like, silence because, like, the guy kind of like laughs because like what do you say when a person says like we would have had to kill you you hope to god that they're joking um but obviously we know that gordon's not joking um and they're like okay well tell us about the attack and he's like well i don't really like remember a lot and they're like try anyways um and the guy's like well you know she attacked me and then these two men found me and they're like what do you remember about the men he's like i don't know and he's like one of them was tall. They're like, that that sounds like, really that's tall. Funny. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much. Here's our card. That's all we need to yeah. know. Sam Winchester is the only tall person to ever exist. Um, yes. Yeah, there's no one else tall other no. than Sam Winchester. Yeah. Not in the super nu- supernatural universe. Mm-mm. No one else is tall. <laughs> I love that Gordon has just like absolutely no chill when he's like, we would have had to kill you. Like, oh he's my not god! Joking His at all. eyes were so, so dead. Yes. I know. Yeah. There's, was... It's times like that. I just want to punch him. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to Dylan, my husband, um, about this episode. And I was like, "Oh, it's like, you know, it's Gordon's episode," and he's like, "He's like, I hate that guy." Because I forced Dylan to watch all Supernatural. He's like, "I hate him. Like, I it's one of my least favorite people on Supernatural." I was like, I mean, like, Sterling K. Brown does an excellent yeah, job. absolutely. He's, he's like, oh, yeah, he's like, he really sells it. I hate him, though. I, like, like was he's so thinking about that last night of, like, I wonder if, like, he ever thinks about the fact that he was on Supernatural. And that, like, <laughs> I wonder that about, recurring like, role must have been, like, somewhat of a big break for him. 
And I'm just mm-hmm. like, just to think about like where his career is now versus like where the careers of like the stars of that show. It, it's like so unhinged to think about. What's his like, name? Same with like Lauren Cohen, starring K. Brown. Brown. He is on um, This Is Us. Okay. And he was in Black Panther. Oh, okay. He's an incredibly talented actor. I don't recognize actors mm-hmm. from anything unless they were on Vampire oh, you're... Diaries. <laughs> then I know every one of them. <laughs> you're so valid. <laughs> I like was thinking about like how embarrassing it is for me that my frame like when I see Sterling K. Brown, my first thought is supernatural. That's embarrassing. Frozen too. <gasps> is Wait, he? Yeah. Is he? He was in Frozen. Yes, two, Frozen Two. I, I want to assume. I don't know who he is. He I am too. Brown was in Frozen. No, what? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? We all get up. He is time. Lieutenant Matias. He is Lieutenant Matias. He's, Lute- he's Lieutenant Matias. Oh, the lieutenant that oh, was in the mist, or not the mist? The black that's guy. The I was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's thing. <laughs> But <laughs> wow, hot dog, hot diggity dog, <laughs> hot diggity dog. Good for Good him. Friend. Yeah, he got that. He got, he got that frozen yeah, money. He, I love he got that Disney also, money. He's Lucha got an Disney Emmy. He's got that Marvel money. He's got that. Yeah. he's got Disney yeah. money. Like he's doing he great. Yeah, yes, <laughs> he's doing great for himself. I didn't even connect that he was. Majobu and I didn't Panther, either though, for some reason. Oh, <laughs> I'm telling you. I was like, you said Black Panther, and I was like, I knew immediately once you said it, but like, why separate? Because oh, I was sitting know? in like, that theater, I was like, where the fuck do I know this guy from? <laughs> Which I watched, like, I watched Supernatural after Black Panther came out, so that's probably why. That's yeah. my problem. I have like, I always know actors not from their most famous roles or from like really obscure things or like that seems to be a trend like misha collins i spent three years or like a year and a half trying to figure out where the fuck i knew him from i was like i know it's not just because i saw him on tumblr turns out it's because he was on an episode of ncis for five minutes in like 2006 (laughs) that episode is like i remember that scene perfectly (laughs) like it's it's there and like Actually, it's so funny because I showed my dad a picture of my cast off when I got back from New Jersey Con last year, and he was like, "Who is that guy?" And I was like, "That's Misha Collins," and he was like, "Yeah, well, who is that?" I was like, "He plays Cast on Supernatural." He's like, "But who is that?" And so I go like listing <laughs> through the roles. Like, I saved the NJS for last because I knew that was gonna be the one that hit for him. I was like, "Well, he was on Twenty Four, which I know my dad also watched." I was like, "He was on an episode of Monk." Oh, and he was on an episode of NCIS. I didn't even get to finish the the sentence before he was like, "Oh, that's it!" <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. That's so funny. Okay, so now yep. we can get your dissertation out. We can talk about like vampires yes. and vampirism and supernatural. Mm-hmm. So I texted my sister this morning. Cole texted her, "Hey, I have a question about Twilight," and she was like, "What?" <laughs> And I was like, how are vampire? how do you get turned into a vampire in Twilight? And I turned this whole conversation, because um, I wanted to be sure that this was, like, a unique case. Because, like, when I rewatched Supernatural in, I guess, like, the winter of 2021, I got this episode. 
it was all winter break i sat there and i was like hey, hold on a minute hold on a minute because um it's very interesting that like vampirism is described as um the nastiest virus out there it's specifically described multiple times in this episode as a virus it's given this like plague narrative and like the fact mm -hmm. that um dixon is spreading this virus via like unsafe drug practices i thought was really interesting mm -hmm. and we'll get into dixon himself later once we actually like get seen with him but like what is interesting about how vampirism is spread in supernatural is that it's it's through the blood which is actually really unique in vampiric like stories mm -hmm. or whatever mm -hmm. because like i asked my sister specifically about twilight because i knew she was into it and i wanted to like contrast this to another piece of popular vampire media from that time period and like how you get turned into a vampire in twilight is the vampire like drains almost all of your blood but not all of it and then like you are injected with venom through their like their teeth or whatever or their so it's like this disease or like it's not a disease like the change happens through venom that's injected like intravenously via the mouth so it's like more of like a saliva thing but even that it's not mm -hmm. a normal bodily fluid and then like it takes time for the change to like take place and it's like kind of similar in like Bram Stoker's Dracula and it's similar to that in the Vampire Diaries correct? Vampire Diaries they have to drink vampire blood and then they die and then they become okay. vampires yeah they have to be okay. killed yeah. you have to drink, die okay, with vampire yes. blood in your system blood, you have to okay. Yes. yes okay so like if they don't die but they, they don't become a vampire, vampire. They, right. they don't okay. become a vampire so, okay <laughs> So I thought that was interesting, which it is unique that like in order to turn into a vampire, all you need is to in some way ingest or consume vampire blood. It is specifically a virus that is shared or spread through the sharing of bodily fluids, specifically blood. And this was an episode that was like written and aired in like 2006 in a conservative time period. And I was like, oh, this is AIDS. Mm -hmm. This yeah, is AIDS. Immediately. <laughs> like, um, yeah and so it's just really um the way it's spoken about and like even and like we i mentioned like the drug use like that was um because like kind of like the poster i don't want to say like the poster children for the aids epidemic but like there were these kind of like innocent victims and then like guilty victims in right. during the epidemic so like the innocent victims would be people um like this woman name was like Kimberly Burr something where like she was infected via a dentist who had HIV and like had like I guess sores or something and like there was some sort of like transfusion of blood during her procedure and that's how she got infected she was an innocent victim she did nothing wrong she wasn't promiscuous she wasn't queer she didn't do drugs like but then you have the guilty victims who are the ones that like do intravenous drugs who do live promiscuously who are queer and have sex mm -hmm. or just in general have sex and like so even though like these like are victims of 
fiction are visually coded as being like the physical embodiment of innocence in America in the way that we have it has been since like Uncle Tom's Cabin of their white like fair skins they have blonde hair they're blue eyed and like generally like thin and like waif like they are still in a way guilty and less deserving mm -hmm. of our sympathy because they were infected via reckless behavior they were being promiscuous mm -hmm. or they were doing drugs um because he specifically is presenting himself as a dealer and i was just like oh this is insane <laughs> like yeah mm -hmm. yeah also this um, i will i like the scene where he like cuts Gord i know we'll get there but he cuts gordon and then he like cuts himself and just touches their blood together like that like it's less weird to me like the ingesting the blood than it is like he's literally being like look our blood is touching and for that reason you are now a vampire yeah i have yeah. I, I also yeah. have thoughts about that scene as well um <laughs> no because i think there's like a very stark difference between how um dixon treats his female victims versus mm. how treats gordon um, yeah, and it's like I have a quote that I do want to find, but it's gonna take me a minute so we can <laughs> move on, and I'm just gonna search for it. One thing I was excited about having you on for because I knew you um, like talking about like the the queerness of like vampire and like horror and stuff like that. Like, I wanted you on this episode for that reason, and I've brought up in the past, even though I don't have like a ton of background knowledge, but I do know that like traditionally like vampires are very queer coded monsters in general um we've flagged that since like the first vampire episode that we had mm -hmm. in dead man's blood like it's been something we've talked about previously and so i was really looking forward to having you on here to like expand on that more than i could um personally <laughs> i tried to flag it but it's just it's i don't have some of the background um stuff. i do just immediately have a like a like a thing open which i guess this is more applicable to like the later part of the episode but i will lose it mm -hmm. um it's <laughs> this um section from the monster and the homosexual by harry benshaw um where he's talking about these vampire films that were released in the late 60s through like the early 70s or late 60s through early or late 70s um and I thought this quote was really interesting. It says, these films have perhaps done much to cement into place the current social con construction of the homosexual as unnatural predatory plague-carrying killers. Um, and I was like, yeah, because these are all like, it's like Blackula, Theater of the Blood, The Centennial, um, The Fearless Vampire Killers, vampire lovers the hunger and stuff like these are all films that feature very overtly like gay or bi-coded vampires and it's like it's mm -hmm. interesting to see how um like supernatural has like built on this but in a really like yeah homophobic way because i know like particularly mm -hmm. the right. hunger if it's the one i'm thinking of was like a really empowering movie like it's a very like iconically queer film i think it's the one that has grace jones in it so it's like she's a bicon her character's a bicon but like supernatural is taking this legacy and turning it into something really 
nasty and hateful um which right. is interesting but also very sad <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's even more interesting with supernatural because of, for some reason if it's a vampire episode they have to somehow relate it to dean winchester oh, but, oh yeah um yeah <laughs> every vampire episode you have to be yes, you do. To um <laughs> <laughs> so and we've you know dead man's blood we talked about it um the first gordon episode with the good quote good uh vampires where they mm-hmm. you know he was you know unlearning like all monsters are bad versus maybe some monsters aren't monsters what makes a monster like it always centered around dean in mm-hmm. some way mm-hmm. so it's just super interesting how supernatural chooses to uh do it is it really yeah. is the Hunger is not the one with Grace Jones. The Hunger is the one with Susan Sarandon, another bicon. My apologies. <laughs> I just re- It's the one with David Bowie and Susan Sarandon. I just completely uh. fucking mixed those up. What's the one with Grace Jones? Hold on. Oh, the movie I'm thinking of with her is literally called Vamp. Oh. Vamp. <laughs> <laughs> Very on the nose. Okay. I thought you said it was lily called vamp i was like what but you said literally called vamp. lily called vamp <laughs> lily called vamp okay my point still stands though it's like even the hunger yes. is still a very iconically queer movie and it's building on this legacy in a really nasty hateful way yeah we're good yeah, <laughs> yeah. still applicable the point yes. was yes <laughs> So they are at Club Spider, which is where Dixon gave Lucy the his blood, um, the his blood. Um, super off topic. When I heard Spider, I could only think of Crazy Ex Girlfriend because there's a club there in that show called Spider, um, and she's like, "Is it Spider or is it Spiders apostrophe S or is it just Spiders?" Like I don't, and it just made me think of that, and I think that's silly. Um, it's a good show. You should watch Crazy Ex Girlfriend if you don't. Um, and so they're there, and the club, the boy, no, good God, you got it. The boys, yeah, are, you got it. Yeah, thank you so much for the to lift me up a little bit. I needed that. Um, the boys are investigating the three blondes that have gone missing from there, and one of them being Lucy. At the end of the episode, we'll see the other two, or not really even at the end, but. Um, and so they see a man who's walking off with a blonde woman. And so they follow them because no, that I was like literally that's so I, funny. Like, <laughs> you are making such a huge bold assumption just based off the fact that this white man is walking away with this white woman right. in a sea right. of white men right. and white women just because she's fucking blonde. Right. Like right, no one else is blonde around, which is equally funny and like i'm glad it worked out you know like you did it you saved her um but just the idea that they're like we walked out of the club at the exact minute that the vampire was taking his next victim how lucky of us that is one of those things that only makes sense um once you know Mm -hmm. some other things (laughs) yeah yeah there's no other fucking way we're gonna flag that for lady we're gonna flag that we are yes so however it was the right people yeah (laughs) it was dixon Uh um and he was about to give this woman his blood um and they tell her to leave and dean punches dixon in the face and um the then he also runs off though and they chase after him but 
there's Gordon and Kubrick. How fun. Um, and Gordon pulls his gun, and they just, like, go to a black screen. It's very dramatic. <laughs> it's like, oh, is he going to shoot him? I'm like, I can't imagine a commercial break here. I would. I feel like I wouldn't be as concerned as they want you to be, but it would just be like, well, now I have to wait, like, what, <laughs> three to five minutes to find out <laughs> yeah. what's about to happen. But instead, it's a, sh- it's a brisk couple seconds. Yeah. Um, so they do a shootout. That's what happened in that when Gordon pulled his gun, they're going to shoot <laughs> each other. Um, <laughs> so Dean and Sam, like, hide behind a car. And Dean's like, you um, you run. I'll, like, draw them. I'll draw them off. I'll get them off your scent, basically. And Sam's like, no, that's crazy. But Dean immediately does it anyway. He doesn't stick around to hear what Sam's going to say. So Sam better run. Um, and so Dean does what Jensen Ackles does what Jensen Ackles does and he jumps off of things does some parkour makes makes it crazy um and so of course Kubrick goes after him because Gordon only has eyes for Sam and um he like walks around the car where Sam's supposed to be in high really really tense and then it's like oh my god Sam's gone of course he is who knew (laughs) um and but Gordon gets jumped by the vampire so Sorry, Gordon. Also, I will say, when I first read Vamp in this outline, my brain could only think of, like, a musical vamp, like, mm-hmm. hanging out on, like, this one chord progression. And so, I, literally, the first time I read it, I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the vamp? <laughs> I was like, what is Beth talking about? But then... I just, I'm just starting to talk about music. I was like, what, Beth? And then I was like, right, the vampire. Vamping okay. stressed me sense. out so much. When I was in pit orchestra, I hated it, actually. Yeah. It lulls you into a false <laughs> sense of security, and then all of a sudden it's like, no, nope, yes. now you gotta go. <laughs> um, I don't really think I have a ton to say here, except for Deep the fact Jackals. that Gordon and Gordon particularly um, – like, there's a literal vampire on the loose, and he doesn't fucking care because he's yeah. so obsessed with Sam. Um, like, he's so convinced that Sam is the worst monster that he's ever going to face that he loses sight of, like, his original mission because he was very anti-vampire. And there's one literally there, and he doesn't yeah. care. And he, like, lets the vampire get away, essentially, because he's so focused on yeah. Sam. That and also Dean just being even more reckless with yeah, his life. Dean's like, scene. hey, oh, um, I'll go yes. run in front of all the bullets. I'm going to go straight to yeah. the guns. Okay? I'm going to just present myself. As but again, <laughs> luckily I again though, like, if you know you're going to hell and like, or you think you're yeah. going to hell in like six months and you're going to be shooed up like a fucking... Yeah. Like rawhide by a hellhound. Like, what do you, what would I you think, prefer? I think I'd wait the last six months. Because clearly Sam's still going to try something. <laughs> Sam's not giving up yeah, that, that, that quick. Try. That's true. Yeah. So, I think I would wait the whole six months and then right before my time is up, I would like shoot myself. Yeah, same. that way same. it's like you <laughs> you won yeah. but you didn't though <laughs> you won but you yeah. didn't as soon as I hear same. those hellhounds I'm going out of my turn me too for sure definitely <laughs> which honestly like you know I feel like that fits into like the show a mm-hmm. little bit like you know <laughs> as all of us are, like, really I know we're like uh-huh. like as characters <laughs> If I was in Supernatural, it is what I would yeah. do. Yeah. If I told if myself. I 
If I See, need a demon deal. Here's where, like, <laughs> sorry to deem, but, like, maybe I'm just, like, built different. I would never sell my soul in the first place. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so sorry, so, Sammy. Sorry, I'm you're dead. Oh, I'm, yeah. My deepest apologies. <laughs> Yeah, I would be so upset if Abby died, for sure. I would not sell my soul to bring her back. Though. I wouldn't like I would just... not sell my soul to bring back my sister. I know. <laughs> Particularly, like, they've already gone through, like, the episode Crossroads. They know what happens when right. someone sells their soul. They, like, see the aftermath. I purely don't want to know. No, yeah. No. Like, I would just look at you if you ever did so that. scary. They're invisible. I would just That's look at terrifying. you and be like, are you stupid? Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Rightly so. Sam and Bobby both do. They're like, are you like, are you dumb? Like, I, I hate like, you suck. <laughs> I would simply heal. Like that's. I would just. I would simply yeah. go, to go to therapy and I would heal. And <laughs> would I ever fully heal? No. No. But, but like, it's, but but what what, what was the sense week? in both of us? Why well, we wouldn't both be dead? Yeah, because that would be love. And then like, what's the point of like bringing? <laughs> What's the point of bringing Sam back when, like, you're just, you know, you're just gonna leave your little sibling alone? Right. It's like he's yeah. gonna be like almost completely alone in the world because you're his brother, father, mother. Yes. Like, exactly. Brother, father, mother, 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 friend. Yeah. Now he has like Bobby and no friends. Friend. Like, what are you doing? Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we see Sam and he's waiting at the motel. Um, and he looks very worried. He keeps checking his watch, and then, I guess it's a watch, I don't really know, and he's, like, looking out the, um, like, window and stuff to see if Dean gets there, and Dean comes in, and Sam's like, there you are, and he's like, yeah, stop to get a slice, which, like, come on, Dean. Um, and Sam, like, gets mad at Dean, rightfully so, because he's like, you ran towards the gunshots, like, I don't, I don't know a single person who does that, um, (laughs) And then Dean's like, well, like, it it worked out. Uh, so Gordon's out of prison. And Sam's like, yeah. Um, and he's like, I wonder, like, how he knew where we are. And Dean says, Dean's like, damn it. And he calls Bella. That, that bitch. bitch. And he calls Bella, and she's like, hey. And he's like, so, Gordon, like, why'd you tell him? She was like, well, he gave me something I wanted really bad, and so... Um, pretty much she's just like, he tried to kill us. And she was like, well, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Like I, 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 even though like literally Gordon called Sam the Antichrist right there, it's very clear that he's going to do something bad. Um, but (laughs) she was like, I'm sorry. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Like she, and she like seems genuine by this point. Cause like Dean's getting, he's like mad, mad. And she's like, I'm sorry. Like I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done it if I thought that it was something like really bad and Dean's like the first thing I'm gonna do whenever I get take care of this whatever he's like I'm gonna come kill you and she's like you're not serious are you and he's like do I sound serious and she's like okay (laughs) yeah he hangs up but she's like she believes him yeah I think she's a little shocked by that she seems genuinely surprised also, she's like, well, there's only one of him, and there's yeah, two. Nah. Of you. I think she like thinks really highly yeah, of Dean nah. and Sam, which is actually a compliment from Bella. But I don't think she realized how unhinged Gordon. Yeah. You also and see that he had like a Bella, yeah, right. You also see mm-hmm. like Bella care about not care, but like worry about them whenever he says that there, you know, there, there's two of them, and like 
it's not just one. <laughs> like, he's he's got somebody, and, yeah. like, and so she gets, like, worried there, and then later on the phone call when she, like, gives them the warning and stuff, you just see, like, a different relationship than you saw in the last episode where they were just, like, at each other's throats the whole time. So yeah. that was interesting. Yeah. I felt, like, really bad for Bella in that moment because I think what it highlighted to me is that, like, because of the life that she's had and, like, her past and everything, like, she is not, she has no experience with any sort of healthy relationship. She's not used to, like, caring about people or having people care about her in return. And so, like, she doesn't, she literally does not understand that, like, relationships like this or the way that, like, the Winchesters treat relationships, treat these connections, are not transactional. And, like, while in her head, like, she wasn't putting them in any danger, like, she didn't think anything bad was going to happen or, like, come from it, like, it, even so, like, it's still, like, you are putting them in harm's way, but, like, it just, like, also, Lauren's, like, acting in the end of that scene, I was, like, so, it's so good because, like, she has this, like, look of, like, genuine like childlike confusion and like sadness on her mm -hmm. face she's like oh like i for the first time like care about someone and it seems like they cared about me but i don't know how to behave in these situations and i accidentally did something that not only put them in danger but like hurt them and I don't know what to do. It's just like she right. looked like a kid. I'm like now they're yeah. mad at me. She just looked like yeah. a kid, and I was like, oh my god! Like it just made me so sad for her. Yeah. Also, like she does say, like she's like, oh yeah, I meant to call you, but I got a little tied up. Like I think she genuinely was going to be like, oh hey, by the way, Gordon stopped by. I don't know what's his deal. He's yeah. really mad at y'all. Like, like I feel like she was going to do that, but again, like didn't realize it was a, such a high <laughs> priority. Um, and even if the Winchesters, like, say they hate you, like, it's the Winchesters, so, like, if they've connected with you at all, they're gonna care about, like, like, it's gonna hurt their feelings if you sell them out. Like, they, they don't just make, like, none of their relationships are just, like, Yeah, connected, yeah. You know? Like, once <laughs> they make a connection with you, you're, like, you're connected. <laughs> like, yeah, they're, like, it's. Yeah, for life. <laughs> so we cut to Gordon. He's tied onto a metal bed frame at the vamp guy, who I guess we learn is Dixon. Like, yeah. like I feel like they just start calling yeah. him Dixon. Um, because, because, <laughs> so, like, Lucy was like, it's Daryl or Dixon. I thought his name like was Daryl. Deacon. <laughs> Which is like yeah. a Walking Dead thing. So it's like Daryl Dixon. <laughs> um, I think it's Deacon or Dixon, but I just supplemented it. <laughs> um, but I guess because she says Deacon or Dixon, they're like, and now you're supposed yeah, to just know. Yeah, you're supposed to know which one is the correct one. <laughs> We've already had a Deacon. Because right. they not start Deacon. calling him that. That's so true. Obviously, that'd be Supernatural so Supernatural never repeats names. Supernatural never repeats Deacon? Who's Deacon? Uh, yeah, the he's the prison guard that was John's friend in uh, Folsom Prison Blues. Mm -hmm. In Folsom uh. Prison Blues. Yeah, he's, he's like a one-off. What We get him once. <laughs> and he's Deacon. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, Dixon um, has tied him up uh, in his little nest area, warehouse area. There are two uh, 
blonde women who are also tied up, but in, like, like they're standing. Uh, they're not on the bed like uh, Gordon is. And they're already vampires. And Gordon asks Dixon about the women. He claims that they're his family. And um, Gordon's, like, you, you know, accuses him of making them monsters just like him. And Dixon talks about how, like, he feels like he had to do this. You know, like, his being a vampire is a dying breed, which, like, Gordon should know because Gordon's a big reason of that because he's – he knows of Gordon um, because Gordon has made a name for himself to be, like, one of the top, like, vampire hunters. And Dixon blames Gordon for why p- his people are going extinct. And um, Gordon's like, oh, right, because you're just a – like, you're so, like, you're, you're victims um, – who happen to also just be a bunch of like mindless thir- bloodthirsty animals and Dixon's like oh right 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 we're bloodthirsty not hunters who also just like kill so many random things like but we're the bloodthirsty ones basically like calling him a hypocrite um, Dixon is like I'm so happy that I caught you Gordon because like I hold you responsible for like so many vamp deaths and making you lunch for my daughters like it's just it's the circle of life. And just desserts and Dixon. Yeah. Life. <laughs> it's the circle exactly. of life. That's right, Abby. Um, and Gordon's like, they're not your daughters. They're your bang whores, um, specifically. And that upsets Dixon a lot. Um, I feel like for good reason. Oh, this is when he's <laughs> well, like. Well, like, was it supposed yeah. to be, yeah. like, the way that it, like, z- zooms in on him? It, like, was that supposed to be, like, a, just a really good insult? Like, I don't know. Like, I just was expecting more than bang whores. <laughs> Like, that just sounds... (laughs) I personally... Yeah. um, Personally, like, I think that the use of the word fang, specifically by Gordon, because he brings it up the first time, has, like, a nice... Not nice. (laughs) Really nice. (laughs) This is really nice. It's a really nice parallel. Um, Honestly, like, to the F slur Mm -hmm. for, like, queer people. And, like, Gordon is the one who started saying fangs. Like, I think in the first episode we got Mm -hmm. him in. Oh. Um, so I think that, like, the connection to that, yeah, they never called them fangs in, like, Dead Man's Blood. Gordon specifically. That said, like, is that interesting. He, this is when he talks about them being, like, misunderstood victims. And even though you, quote, murder and spread your filthy disease on pure base instinct. And then Dixon gets real mad at that and decides that instead of killing Gordon, he's actually going to turn him instead. And that's when we get the scene where he cuts both their arms and just presses yeah, them together. Yucky. All right. I have a lot of thoughts about this scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, Go for so it. So let's start with the fact that Gordon is tied to a bed. Um, while mm-hmm. the other two victims mm-hmm. are also tied up and, like, of course, like, it's supernatural, so of course there's bondage motifs in every fucking episode to ever exist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, they're only tied up by their wrists and they're not even like really struggling like they can still fully support themselves like their feet are on the ground it's just more of a restraint to keep them like up and in the same place um whereas gordon is tied to a a bed frame but like for all intents purposes this queer-coded vampire tied this hetero man to a bed in a manner that is very much reminiscent of bondage like legit bondage like 
his arms are like tied to the bedpost his legs are tied down he's completely immobilized at this man's mercy and it's a bed and that's already like visually coded very differently mm -hmm. than the female victims i noted what the women were wearing um about the white tops um about how the two of um gort uh dixon's like daughters or whatever who are in the room like are also wearing white to like very light almost white colored tops but they're much lesser varying than lucy's um therefore like differentiating them from lucy from being like promiscuous one who is a less innocent victim or a a guilty victim to these are innocent victims but still not because they weren't doing drugs um Oh, I did note that I also thought the fact that Lucy's outfit was much more sexualized was a red herring to make it seem like this vampire's motives were sexual rather than, mm -hmm. like, familial. Um, mm -hmm. I also thought the way that, like, Dixon fed them was interesting. He, like... Yeah, them, like, I literally like, said... You know, like reminiscent of a baby with a bottle <laughs> mm -hmm. like he mm -hmm. is truly like yeah. nurturing it's... them making him putting him in a maternal role further feminizing yes. him um he's yeah. already yes. just softer i did know earlier that he really yes. looks like dean he has like brown hair he's very conventionally attractive <laughs> he's literally wearing a fucking leather jacket and he's very charming. and now you see him in his like natural environment where he's not performing and he's softer and he's maternal yes. and he's feeling a feminine he's being more feminized and performing yeah. a feminine role that seems to be more innate to him mm -hmm. which is dean coded because dean yeah. is like sam's mom you know like he had to fulfill that role it also makes me think of dead man's blood like the contrast of how he feeds them because when we see in Dead Man's Blood, when they have the victim tied to a pole, it's mm -hmm. very sexualized. Like, um, the way that they're, like, feeding from her and, like, feeding from the guy. Like, they do, it's more violent. Like, such Absolutely. different contrast like, in this situation. Feeding in, like, vampiric media is very sexual. It's this moment of, like, desire and, like, release it's often described mm -hmm. in like nearly or explicitly like pornographic language and so mm -hmm. like yes i think it's interesting that we never see him feeding from anyone we see him feeding people but we never see him actually feed mm -hmm. and the closest we see it is his interaction with borden um mm -hmm. and the misunderstood victim thing really like that pinged for me. The misunderstood victim, even though he murdered and spread your filthy disease based on pure um, base instinct, again, really felt like he was talking. That felt homophobic. Like he was being homophobic. <laughs> like, um, right. Like, I know that, like, we're all, like, too young to, like, know about, like, to, like, experience, like, the AIDS epidemic and, like, the propaganda that was really spread throughout the AIDS epidemic but it feels very reminiscent of like things mm -hmm. I've read and like yeah. testimonies and stuff that I've heard from people who had to yeah it very much that. is like oh you're such a misunderstood victim in this disease yet you're still going around 
spreading it um, because essentially you can't keep it in your pants regardless of the fact that it's going to kill people. And you are, like, it's you. Like, you're carrying the plague. You're killing people, but you're doing it anyway because you're just Mm -hmm. so horny. And Right. Like... And and even if that wasn't bad enough, like, the fact that it was mostly queer men who were, like, targeted with that, like not only are you being sexual and that's wrong, like also you're being sexually Mm -hmm. deviant. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's also, that's also something else that was interesting with Lucy because like along with like sexually deviant gay men, another like, again, for lack of a better term, like poster child for AIDS and the guilty victims were like female prostitutes. And she again is the only one who's explicitly and directly sexualized and she is mm-hmm. there are only two of the victims that actually kill people in this episode and it's lucy and it's gordon so it's the promiscuous woman and the dark-skinned black man who already in society is going to be viewed as innately more violent and aggressive so it's like mm-hmm. not only is this episode super homophobic it's, it's so racist <laughs> Which we talk about every time we have a yeah. Gordon episode, like how, like like Sterling K. Brown is an excellent actor, and that I wouldn't mind his storyline if it wasn't for the fact that Supernatural literally doesn't have any other fucking people of color to have. There's no counterbalance story except for an aggressive and like, black even man. like yeah. Rufus, who I love as a character. I think he's a super interesting character. I think it's very who we have not met yet. No, it's okay. It's okay. Okay. It's just a name. Like, <laughs> I just didn't want you to yeah. say okay. more. <laughs> you can say more. I just want you to yeah, I won't get any plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Sorry. it okay if I, like, <laughs> to describe who he is as a character without giving anything plot-wise? Hold like, on. Like, I'm to say when we... I'll wait. take my headphones <laughs> off, say what you need to say, and give just me a thumbs up. Okay. Yeah, just go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to say that I thought it's interesting that, like, in the first two seasons, the only contrast we have to... Um, Gordon in terms of like another dark-skinned black man is Rufus who I think is a super interesting character who I love because like he is the first Mm -hmm. canonically Jewish character in the show and Mm -hmm. I thought that was like super Mm -hmm. cool to have a Jewish black man which like that's interesting but even though he is like a good guy and he's friends with Bobby and he helps the boys he's still aggressive yeah Right, he's so grumpy and, like, crotchety. He's, like, unhinged. And it's, like, adore him. Boofus for life. But, like, (laughs) they do not treat black people well in this show. I don't I can't think of a character until, like, maybe, like, Billy? The Bane twins? Yeah. Right, and then, like... Because even, again, the next... (laughs) black character that of note again another dark-skinned black man and then black woman Raphael who's trying mm-hmm. to genocide the whole world like I don't <laughs> like, <laughs> not doing great right. yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah yeah we've 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 lamented every time Gordon is on an episode yeah. of like how like it's so frustrating that it's done so well, but it's the only fucking representation Supernatural has, which is yeah. why it's not yes. good. Yeah. Justice for Sterling K. Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, Abby doesn't, Abby doesn't listen Abby to Joe. the podcast. 
ever. Okay. So <laughs> I have been, but I'll just mark the ones I can't listen to. You can just skip this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you were Sorry. There. You're there for it's all okay. of them. No, it's no, okay. No, you're good. We, uh, they did th- we did that the other day. This is also our first time. Else. Y'all wanted to talk about something, and so I took my headphones off, and y'all talked about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, don't I do remember it happening, but I don't remember what it was. But I do remember it happening. Oh, and then I think it was was it Abby who noted the the difference in how Dixon changes Gordon yeah how he changes, yeah that was also very interesting to me because it is so much more intimate. It's direct skin to skin contact. You are directly sharing blood with each other. Like not only is Gordon getting yeah. his blood, he is also sharing Gordon's blood. While Gordon is tied to a bed, yes. he's using a phallic object to mm-hmm. cut himself. It's very sexualized, mm-hmm. but in a really like, like <laughs> that was an assault. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. Um, yes. So, yeah. so not only are yeah. you fulfilling this predatory gay man pretending to be straight, charming these straight women, and infecting mm-hmm. them with AIDS, you now have predatory gay man sexually assaulting straight man. <laughs> and ruining his life by giving him AIDS mm-hmm. like they're just checking yeah. all yeah. the fucking boxes here um <laughs> they are they yeah. really are <laughs> um I... yeah we also have the um like assault element in dead man's blood when um kate yes is the female vampire has the girl the victim tied up and, and she kisses, she kisses her. her and like luther also i can't remember if luther kisses her or not but kate does um I think he just watches yes. and them. And so creepily. in that episode, it's like, it is sexual assault. <laughs> but it's fetishized. It, yeah. It's, it's fetishization and also promoting yeah. the stereotype yeah. of predatory lesbians. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And so. Love it. No, we just love yeah, Supernatural. Like, Isn't it so fun to watch this show? <laughs> so wow. Like. <laughs> Woohoo. I oh, man. do often oh, think man. about why the show has such a prevalent and strong queer fan base. I do truly feel like it's so much out of spite, like it was for me for so long. Yeah. I Honestly, I think it's so funny because it makes me laugh that they wanted such a straight, like, het audience and the queer this people said, mine. no, Because it's, it's like they now. saw particularly Dean cyber masculinity and you're like, oh, that's a performance. And it's a mask. <laughs> like, they're like, I wonder what that man right. is performing. I wonder what he's repressing. <laughs> Like, <laughs> exactly. Our he's our he best boy. He is. Ugh, Dean baby. So Sam and Dean are working on their weapons together. A little parallel play, if you will. And um, Dean's oh, like, I just took you a know, test over that. You did you really? Yeah, I just took what? a test over developmental play and toddlers. <laughs> They're doing parallel. Oh, play. oh my god! Their weapons. Me and my friend Katie <laughs> did that all the time in college. Love parallel play. I love yeah. parallel play. <laughs> Got to do it. <laughs> it's the yeah. schism in me. I love love good parallel um, play. I would love to also say toddlers are really popular. They do parallel play. So <laughs> we're all they're toddlers. very popular. <laughs> they do. They do. We're all toddlers. Are popular. When I was a preschool teacher, yeah. When I was a preschool teacher, I would get them, and they would all mostly parallel play. And what I'm looking for is them starting to yeah. play with each other. Like that was yeah. the developmental <laughs> skill I was working with, or right. one of them. The only one. <laughs> so many. um. Yeah, this singular. <laughs> the only one I cared about. You only need like, one developmental skill. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, it's totally right. fine if you're still pooping your pants. Yeah. As long as you're playing with your fears. 
you can't grasp anything with right. your fine motor skills. That's fine. Who I don't know what they're playing read. if they're not grasping. Right. Who needs to read? Yeah. <laughs> Just play with each Just other. Play. It's fine. Um, but while they're par- Sorry, okay, while they're parallel playing, Dean's like, you know, Gordon does is not going to leave us with a whole lot of options here. And Sam's like, yeah, no, we got to kill him. And Dean's like, oh, I thought you'd have a problem with that. And Sam's like, no. I don't. Um, just sorry. I just don't care. He won't stop until we're dead. And so. Kill him first. Yeah. Um, and then Bella calls Dean because she's feeling bad. Yeah, she's like, I'm sorry. Um, and she's like, yeah, she's like, I'm, I did not mean to do that. Like, I didn't know it was such a big deal. So here's Gordon's location. And Dean's like, but how did you get that? And she's like, I talked to the spirits because, you know, I can do that. Um, yeah. But also there was a warning it's from very the casual. spirit. Yeah. There was a warning from the spirit. Yes, exactly. Bella. That's Bella. She's like, yes. She's like, do you forget my job description? <laughs> yeah. Um, but she's like, I will say the spirit warned me for to warn you to not go after Gordon Walker. And Dean's like, okay. Mm. Well, I'm gonna. <laughs> that sign can't stop me. I can't read. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is Dean Winchester. You're 19. Can't read. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so then we're back to Gordon. Um, and he is a vampire now. It did in fact yeah. turn him. And he is experiencing all of the vampire symptoms. And so he breaks out of his chains because he's got super strength now and he's hungry. I feel like when vampires are hungry, they can do anything. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. and Dixon's daughters are like, Help us, please, help us. Uh he doesn't help them. <laughs> I guess I'm sure in his head he does. He thinks he's helping them. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's not the way you would think, though. Um, and so he's not doing well. Like, the lights are bothering him. Sound Like, all the symptoms that Dean said earlier, that is, that is Gordon. Yeah, that yeah. Was why, that's why we had some exposition at the beginning of the episode right. of what Vamp's symptoms He's are. also so yes. sweaty. Mm-hmm. And his like, eyes he was are so, like, he physically, like, represented those symptoms way more than any of the women like what is up yes, with this right <laughs> yeah they, they were like i have vampire symptoms but i also still look really yeah my um, makeup like, even though i've been crying flawless. and i have blood all over my face <laughs> um i make it still perfect even though i mascara running down my face yeah. foundation mm-hmm. beat i'm still so pretty yep. <laughs> yeah yeah hair even, like, what, what value would i have if, <laughs> right. not a sexy <laughs> lamp what's the point exactly if that were me if i were one of those women my hair would just be a huge mat at the back of my head so i know that for uh, absolutely like it does that naturally to... anyway so imagine if i were tied up yeah like dixon would have to right, get like, your, your arms, arms are like max out of your hair rubbing your head yeah yeah dixon would have to brush my hair for me combing their hair. <laughs> actually there would be no combing the mats out it would just he would just have to shake my head and then would i be pretty enough for him probably not but that's he could so get you away. He could. I mean, I'm not blonde, blonde anyway. So he wouldn't take. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, we gotta be theorizing <laughs> me. What would happen with me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the point is moot when it comes to me. It's not gonna happen. Um, but so yeah, Gordon ain't doing good, and he hears no, a heartbeat. He, he hears blood pumping, and there's a man just changing his tire in the dark. He's just trying to get on with his life. And he's probably having a bad day. Honestly. Oh, I'm he sure he is. He has a fire. Yeah, rain. it's in the rain. It's dark. It's cold. They're in fucking yeah. Canada. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So he's not having a good day already. Uh, it's about to get a whole Word. lot worse. Um, <laughs> and, um, Gordon, the man get, is, has gotten his car. Gordon is in the backseat, and he kill him. And blood goes everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. A good supernatural blood They splatter. really, they brought that raspberry corn syrup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, they did. They said, this man is dead. Yeah. We want you to know. He did not. Yeah. There is no mistaking. There is no mistaking uh, what's going on in this car right now. <laughs> no. Um, which, like, is interesting because, like, you kind of don't know what Gordon is going to do because he, like, kind of takes that moment to, like, stare into the reflection. He sees himself as the monster. Um, and like you could think that like oh maybe he's trying to like fight overcome combat yeah. combat because you know we know that he hates monsters so much um, but no instead he's like instead when he goes to put his little tire stuff away I'm going to get in the car and then I'm going to jump him yep <laughs> um, I simply cannot resist yeah oh that's actually something I forgot to mention in the last scene of like mm-hmm. again like this theme of like comparing. Um, like monsters and hunters of like who is a monster what makes a monster you're both mm-hmm. othered in society what makes you so different mm-hmm. because yeah I do need to drink blood and I kill people but you also kill people and you've probably killed more than I ever have and I'm like centuries mm-hmm. old like I really love this idea like this constant question of like yeah Mm -hmm. the monster is the monster but it's not the fact that i'm inhuman that makes me a monster and like i do think it's interesting that like gordon is also showed to be much more aggressive than the other vampires in the episode like he's not just a monster he's a predator like he Mm -hmm. climbs into someone's back seat and then Mm -hmm. jumps out at them that is like I think every woman's worst nightmare. Some random yeah, dude. Absolutely. I look at my back yeah. every time I get And then my just car. like grabbing you. Like, <laughs> that is such a stereotypically like rapist murderer move. And it's yeah. just like, of course, it's Gordon yes. that you put in that situation. Of <laughs> like, right. Of the aggressive yeah, black also, man. And it's like, those um, are the most, he has the most violent murders in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me think about like, I know this is supernatural, not vampire diaries. But in vampire diaries, they say like, when you become a vampire it just heightens who you already are so like all of the yeah. emotions mm-hmm. you have are just like heightened to like the, the super soldier serum yes so i think the same yes, thing exactly. about like gordon he already was like this aggressive predator like just a very yes like, as a hunter and so this way right yeah. so anyway. whenever he became a vampire it just heightened all of that and it just like he was already a monster right. and now he's just a human. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Which like with the hunter like parallel that Pluto just mentioned, like one thing that we have in the background which we haven't revisited in a while, um like Sam and Dean are still on the run. Mm-hmm. Like they are actively being pursued by the FBI. We love to forget like, that. And they're and serial like, killers. Henderson, which is another another black man. I kind of forgot when we were talking about Hendrickson. He's, a, he's an icon, though. Is there? I, I love, love him. He just he hates Dean. So but he much. also wants to fuck him. Um. So it's like <laughs> so valid. I don't think I've caught that. Um. Oh, <laughs> I'll have to go back. Maybe maybe in a few. If if he comes back, you'll have to really. Yeah. Sorry. 
focus. No, you're fine. I just felt the vibes were very immediate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's definitely obsessed with Dean in a certain type of way. Um, But, like, Dean particularly is, like, because, like, Sam gets lumped in with Dean, of course, (laughs) as his, like, lackey brother that just follows whatever he does. Um, But, like, Hendrickson thinks that Dean is, like, the ultimate psychotic killer oh my god Um, because of the shifter that's also the first time we see Mm -hmm. dean wanted for murder because of the yep it's all connected (laughs) it's probably (laughs) always the gay monster (laughs) the gay monster uh from season one shifters and vampires are my two favorite monsters in this show because they're all they're just so queer just so queer i mean like the idea like shifters like you can just like be who you like you're shifting like your identity yeah. like it's just all wait joe t- abby take off your <laughs> headphones <laughs> i want to be on the monster movie episode okay i'm with you right now we'll pencil you in we'll put you down we'll for it. you in <laughs> is that in season four it's five? in season four it's one of the first episodes in season four okay. it's like very dean's freshly out of hell he's like rehyminating himself it's trans dean <laughs> also right. it takes right. place in pennsylvania during Oktoberfest, so yeah. I got a lot of connections there. there. Experience for um, yeah. All right, we'll pencil you in. For you. I just wanted to. Okay, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to go so fast. It was fine. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. I didn't know how long y'all were giving me the thumbs up because Jacob was trying to talk to me. So. Oh, it was. Oh, we heard it. We adjusted it. <laughs> it was a very it quick like aside. Like, oh. like <laughs> we were just here. I was just plugging oh my myself for a future episode, that's all. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, um, Gordon, um, like, not being able to control himself. I think, like, since, I mean, vampires are very, like we keep saying, queer-coded. Um, and at least, I'm sure this is rampant everywhere, but in the South, straight men just assume that gay men are going to want to yes. have sex with them because they yeah. just can't control themselves around other men mm-hmm. well that's because um, men so, like, think they can't control themselves that's the excuse for rape culture women. yeah so they're just yes, like right. well this gay man's exactly. gonna be the same way that i am <laughs> with women because right. he's gonna view me as an object mm-hmm. the same way i view women as an object and an orifice mm-hmm. for my right. pleasure mm-hmm. Oops, <laughs> right. yep yes yes, yes. Oh, oh man this, this episode <laughs> is gonna be one really long <laughs> i told yes, you i talked so much so Sam and Dean find the warehouse that Bella told them about, and they see the two female vamps, but unfortunately, they do not have their heads. Um, they have been no, killed. It looks like straight out of Hannibal. Yeah, it looks scary. Mm-hmm. It looks very, very scary. Um, because they are still tied up, but they just, like, don't have their heads. So it's like, ugh, I don't like it. Um, but Dixon is on his knees, and he's like, okay, just do it, because he hears dean and sam obviously and he pretty much begs them to kill him because this is when we see like the parallel between him and dean um and he tells him dixon tells dean that he's lost everyone um he's ever loved and he was staring down at eternity alone what what is a worse hell than that and dean's like hell um which like okay um have you heard of that yeah Yeah, i'm going there in six months i'll let you know how it is yeah Um, i'll report back i'll send you my review (laughs) i'll 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 link you to my yelp review yeah and you can see that um but 
Dixon was asked Dean, he's like, do you know, like, what it's like just to not care anymore? Like, I just don't care anymore. I lost my family. I keep trying to create a new family, and <laughs> y'all just keep killing them. And so he's he's <laughs> struggling. Um, he said it's like being dead already, which we have seen Dean this whole episode be reckless and he not caring about his own life because I think, I think, hey, maybe, guys, that he feels the same way. Um... This is when Sam, he notices, he's like, um, Dean, the heads of these women were, they weren't cut off, they were ripped off. And Dean's like, what the hell did you do to Gordon? Dixon? Dixon? Do they kill Dixon? Yeah. In this whole episode? Yes. I mean, we don't see it, but they do. Okay. Yeah, they do it after the encounter. Well... Sad, but they didn't want it. I mean, they're not gonna let him. He was truly asking for it, and I don't mean that in like a (laughs) mean way. He was literally asking. Victim blaming way. Yeah, he was literally like, "Please kill me. Do it." (laughs) I'm so depressed. Please kill me. So, um, Dixon in the scene, as we previously established, is literally just Dean. Even the way we find him, um, he's kneeling on the ground in front of the corpses of his children, um, similar to how Dean was kneeling on the ground, sobbing, like, holding Sam's dead body. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, um, that episode's so sad. I was so sad. <laughs> I did think it was also, it did further um, feminize um Dixon, which then in turn further is Dean, um, adding to his queer coding because it's, it's his reaction is very much more reminiscent of a mother losing her children than a father losing their children, or rather a father in Supernatural losing his children or a loved one because like when Dean died or was about to die, John got angry and sold his soul when Sam died, Dean was, like, kind of a mix of maternal and paternal, and that, like, he was in utter despair, and he was broken, but he was still, like, angry. Um, but, like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah, his reaction is more feminine and maternal versus the normal hyper-masculinity we have grown to expect on Supernatural, and that, um, like, instead of searching for reacting with rage and seeking revenge against Gordon. He is in despair and instead begs for death. He wants release. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which I think is a very, very different, like a direct contrast to how John deals with loss and grief. Um, yeah. Whereas he turned it into a decades-long revenge mission that ruined his children's lives um this dude is like Mm -hmm. i can't i'm broken my children are dead Mm -hmm. everyone is gone um Mm -hmm. and he's just in this position of like both physically emotionally and mentally utter submission and I think he looks the most like Dean in this scene as well, like physically, like looks mm-hmm. the most like him. And like D- his and Dean's conversation about like 
yeah, this is a parallel moment. It's like this man is the Dean mirror. Yeah. Um and And they really like hit us over the head with it because like Sam is like physically yeah. removed away yeah. from them because he's searching the bodies, like, you know, he's like <clears throat> ex- inspecting them. Um and he uh, doesn't come back until they've already had this like full conversation. And so that like the writers are truly and like the director like pairing yeah. these two characters it's they are literally respect. physically mirroring each other yes. <laughs> like, yes um i think they might even be like like dean is circling almost like they're like they are like it's kind of like, like mirror yeah images. yeah they're just following each other like they're the only two things that they're focusing on in this entire room despite mm-hmm. the fact <laughs> Sam's just despite the, the fact that sam is in the room dean isn't focusing on him he's focusing on dixon and what he's saying and being like, oh, shit this is me and yet again you have Dean being compared directly to a monster to the other and it's like makes me insane (laughs) so after all of that um, we cut to Kubrick he's in his RV cleaning his gun and Gordon shows up out of nowhere like truly like just pops in like I guess he goes through a window how the fuck does he get in he's just using advanced skills he's also (laughs) Um, <laughs> um, Gordon's like uh, the worst possible thing has happened I'm now a vampire and Kubrick's like I'm so sorry I mean that sucks uh, you know what this means yeah, that's yeah, rough yeah, buddy that's, that's rough buddy <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know what that means and Kubrick's like you know what that means I just said that like nine <laughs> times in a row um, Gordon's like I do know what that means but first like not yet and Kubrick's like, what are you talking about? He's like, first, I I need to kill Sam Winchester. And Kubrick's like, I cannot let you leave this RV. <laughs> and Gordon's like, no, no, like, you don't understand. Like, this is, like, I'm going to use this as a gift. Um, this will be my, like, last good deed on the earth. Um, I will kill Sam Winchester. Easy peasy. Um, and Kubrick decides that he's going to, like, try to lie and be like you're so right Gordon while he's like trying to get his machete um and unfortunately Gordon can use his little vamp hearing he knows that Kubrick's lying he can hear he also was not like at all Kubrick yeah he was an idiot um he's (laughs) truly like surprised you made it into two episodes well Well, he was a white man so they weren't gonna kill him right away true of course not so true so true give him his give him his fair chance um yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, also, like, when Gordon is, like, saying, like, you know, my last good deed on the earth, like, isn't he, like, facing, like, the G painting? Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. like, very, very like, very Kubrick is standing right in front of it, so he's, like, staring Jesus down. <laughs> so, and it's such an ugly painting. <laughs> yeah. It's Horrible. so ugly. Um, and Air-ish. he's already, like, compared Sam to the Antichrist, like, with Bella earlier in this episode, and he's, like, saying this to Jesus. Um, yeah. Very I, yeah. Um, I thought that was interesting in terms of, like, the extension of, like, the, the AIDS metaphor of, like, the idea of it being a plague and, like, plague being a punishment mm-hmm. for immoral behavior is more so focused in, like, um, like, Western Christian ideology dating back to, like, the 12th and 13th century. Um, so it's, like, mm-hmm. very interesting that the it was so, like, the two most homophobic characters of the episode were so, like, Jesus. Like, so, like, the focus was yes. so Christian. I think it's yes, interesting because in um, that one episode, 
the last time we saw Gordon and we saw Kubrick. Oh, it's the rabbit's Friday, foot. Black yes, yes, yes. Um, he uh, Kubrick tells Gordon like this is what God wants me to do, and Gordon's like, okay, whatever you say. Okay. Um, but now right. he's like, it's he seems like he is a little more like religious, so I, it makes me think that it's like yeah. he is being faced with like like Pluto said, like, all the immoral things he's done. Now he's a vampire. Now he has to die. And so now he's like, mm-hmm. I'll do this one last thing for God to, like, show that I, I, I realize what I've done wrong. This one last thing is, is like, for you, mm-hmm. this is for you, Jesus. Um, it's like repenting. Yes, like, but it's not like, going to yeah. make any difference. And doctrine, like, he's been indoctrinated by Kubrick, like, to have this, yeah. like, godly mission, even though he thought he was batshit crazy in the last right. episode that we saw. Right. It is. He was just using Kubrick. Yeah. yeah. To his means. It is. Also, I think it's interesting that, like, um, how to say this without talking about something else. Um, <laughs> so, like, his whole thing, like, while, while, Walker is talking to Dixon. He's very much emphasizing, like, you can't control yourself. You That is, like, the base of your monstrosity, the base of what makes you so wrong and unnatural and immoral is this desire in you that, like, you can't control. And now that Gordon is a vampire, he has experienced this transformation he is now not only experiencing the same impulses, he is even worse <laughs> at controlling him, at controlling it. And, like, yeah. he does, like, his behavior very suddenly shifts once he becomes a vampire, especially his behavior towards, what, what is his name, Kubrick? Kubrick. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, the moment... Did we summarize the whole scene yet? Yes. So we got to him killing him? I, I think yes. we... Okay. I did mention it briefly. <laughs> okay. I just said, like, he killed him. Okay. Yeah. It was not in detail. <laughs> okay. Um, what I noticed in that scene was, like, it was also a very physically intimate killing. Like, he doesn't use a weapon of any sort. He uses his mm-hmm. hand to seemingly, like, mm-hmm. penetrate Kubrick's heart. And in this moment, it's like, they are physically embracing. intimate. Like, they are embracing. Yes. Gordon is basically, like, kissing this man's cheek and neck. Yes. And so now it's kind it of likes... implying a lot of his rage and aggressive mm-hmm. was, like, repressed homosexuality. And he gave into yes. this desire. And he hates mm-hmm. himself for it. And it kind and he of... apologizes in his ear. Like, he, in like, literally whispers ear, in his ear. And it's like, it yeah. seems like now, like, Kubrick was the center of this desire so he killed his desire that was I am I is this too much am I off base here because no. I saw that and I was like no this is the softest I, I have when I watched it this is the softest I have ever heard this man speak this is the most emotion and sincerity and genuineness have he has ever expressed the most tenderness and intimate he has ever been with another human being and it's his like hunting partner his brother in arm I would say the only other thing that, like, because you just said, like, the most, like, uh, soft he's being, like, the way his voice is, the only other time I remember him being ever this way or, like, remotely close is when Sam, not Sam, Dean and Gordon are on the same side to go after the 
uh, vamps together and they're like sharing a drink at the bar together and he's like you know Sammy's not like us like we're very similar like we're like it's that's the only other time I can think of where he's not been so aggressive and has been a little bit softer so it's super interesting that that would be the other time it's just very like like if if Dean's repressed then like Gordon is like so repressed Yeah. Abby, you had something silly to say. What were you saying? Yes, I did have something (laughs) silly to say. Um, No, you're fine. Right whenever Gordon walks into the RV, um, Mm -hmm. Kubrick says, Gordon. But he says it really softly, and it sounds like Elmo, because there's like a Mr. Gordon on (laughs) Elmo. And he sounds like he's like, (laughs) so I would like everyone to go back and listen to that. Okay. And think about Elmo. That's your homework, y'all. Think about Elmo. Think about Elmo when you watch that scene. That's what I always do when I watch Wait. Supernatural. I, exactly. I'm always keeping Elmo in the back yeah. of my head. <laughs> Elmo talking Elmo to the couch. <laughs> what would Elmo say? What would Elmo say, though? I'm going to make a bracelet. What would Elmo do? Do that. <laughs> um, so the boys have been searching for Gordon, high and low, but they haven't found him. And Dean's like, we're like... We're about to not have the advantage because the sun's going to go down. Um, he's like, I'm going to go find him by myself. You stay here. And Sam's like, no, you're, we're absolutely not doing that. Um, and he's like, I'm tired. He says, I'm tired of your kamikaze trip. I'm tired of you being reckless, not caring about yourself, essentially. And Dean's like, oh, you know, just trying to laugh it off. Um, and Sam's like, no, I don't like this. <laughs> and he's like, "You're just admit that you're afraid. And Dean's like, I'm not afraid. And Sam's like, oh, my God, yes, you are. And so he gives this uh, speech to Dean about how, like, he knows he's scared. And he knows that because he knows him better than anybody else does. He has watched him his whole life. He's his big brother. He always, like, um, he says, I've been studying you, trying to be just like my big brother. And he can always tell when Dean is feeling any kind of way, but especially scared. And so throughout this whole thing, Dean's just like, doesn't say anything and then sam's done and he's like okay we'll just stay here we'll cover up our scent uh so he can't track us and we'll just wait out we'll just wait out the night here does that sound good um as long as we don't have to continue this conversation because i'm getting emotional says dean Um, allergic to emotion yes and so (laughs) they prepare the motel room they like put a the bed against the door they like cover up their scent somehow so they're gonna wait it out in this what we are guessing is a motel Oh my god, that's what the sage was. Yes. Oh, I yeah. was like, why the fuck is he doing that? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I remember when I was watching, I was like, how are they going to cover their scent? And then they did the sage, and I was like, oh, right, that makes sense. And that's then how just now when I was scent. telling it, I was like, I don't know how they do it. <laughs> You're right, it's the sage. That's right. So Dean's new phone, because Sam destroyed the other ones a while ago, um, it begins to ring, and he, and Sam's like, you just got that phone. Who did you give the number to? And Dean's like, literally no one. Um, but it's Gordon. And he's like, how did you get this number? And he's like, your scent was all over the cell phone store. Like, But still that... doesn't explain how he got the number, though. No, but whatever. <laughs> like, did he kill someone? Um, I don't understand. Probably, I honestly. Right. Yeah. And they're talking about how, like, Dean's pretty much just, like, pleading, like, saying, like, you have to let this go. Like, you're a vampire now. You gotta die. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, well, like, you have to come because I have a hostage. So he tells him to meet him and that 
If not, he's going to kill her in 20 minutes if they don't come. And Dean's like, Gordon, you are a hunter before anything else. Like, this is not you. Like, you don't hurt innocent people. And Gordon's like, no, no, I'm not a hunter anymore. I'm a monster. Because to him, there are only two options. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, very black very and white. Black Always and white. has been for Gordon. And the hostage is just another blonde white woman with blue eyes wearing yes. a white top just to continue that theme. Yeah, they said, why is, why deviate from the narrative yeah. at some point? <laughs> We're already here. <laughs> We've got all these, all these they women have, who auditioned. Right, they, yeah, they have like four they did a women yeah, call. just for yeah. that one role at the beginning. And then they're like, y'all just all stay. Just y'all just all stay. <laughs> yeah. We can use you all for sure. We'll, we'll write something in. It's fine. Um, so, of course, since there's a hostage, Sam and Dean go to the warehouse. Um, they find her, and they go get her. Dean is carrying her out, practically. Um, but, unfortunately, Gordon has set up a little trap to separate them. Um, and so now, like, like a, I guess it's kind of like a garage door, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Um, like, separates them. Um, now Sam is alone. Uh, Dean is with the hostage. And Gordon also cuts the power. <laughs> I thought it was funny that Dean was like, "Damn it, Sam!" Like, like this is his fault. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, he's like, "I told you to stay." He's close. like, "Why weren't you literally on top of me? We should have been holding How hands." How dare you like... do this, Samantha? <laughs> he's so Samantha. frustrated. <laughs> um, Gordon cuts the power. He um decides <laughs> in my outlines that he decides to up the dramatic flair. Um he's being a creepy guy in the shadows he's being very predator like honestly mm-hmm. um because like of course he can see in the dark because he's a vampire and sam can't um, he apparently of course sees we in can red see. right his, his eyes are so bloody i guess so know? i like, guess that's how it works i'm not sure it is i'm not trying to be mean but sam looks bad in the red lighting <laughs> yeah it's so, he looks icky. so stupid he looks stupid <laughs> The itch he's so stupid. The way he's like, he's like, the way his like, he's and sticking like, his ass out. Yes, he looks like bad. Throwing himself <laughs> off balance. It's like walking Secondhand in the dark is not that dramatic. No, maybe I just have right. good night vision, but it's like I have never been to that <laughs> Sam level. Can't see in the dark. Like Sam can't see. <laughs> well, you see when like Gordon cuts the power, Sam's eye he looks like normal, and then Gordon like the power the lights turn off, and Sam's eyes get like huge, and he's like. Also, like, there's oh, no, no way that, the like, that place is, like, actually pitch black. It's in the middle right. of a fucking city. And right. it's an abandoned yeah. warehouse. There's going to be broken right. mirrors. But, like, and, like, of course, we can see Sam even when it's not in the red uh, Gordon vision. Because, like, it's a TV show. I mean, Supernatural loves to make its lighting almost indecipherable to where you have to watch in a dark room. But we can see Sam. Um, but I guess we're supposed to believe that it is pitch black because of the way he's holding his machete and like holding his hand like hand out and sticking his ass out as Pluto. It's says. really like, icky. His, his dance really just... is just the dumbest thing I've ever mm-hmm. seen in my entire life. Yeah, I like, got a lot of icks it... while watching it. Actually, I wrote, "Oh, Sam looks so bad in this red lighting," and then wrote a couple lines and then went back up and wrote dot 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 lots of icks because I was like, "Oh, I just can't take it." His facial expressions. Um, I yeah. think I just like don't like Jared Padalecki's facial acting, and that's a big yeah. part of it. 
he gives this monologue about how he's lost everything to get here, but it, it's going to be worth it because he's going to kill, quote, the most dangerous thing he's ever hunted. That's Sam, if you're confused. Probably, yeah. um, if it wasn't obvious enough. If it wasn't obvious, it's Sam. Um, <laughs> Sam tries to reason with him, but Gordon, you know, reveals, like, because you know, like Sam's like you know you're not you're not a monster like you didn't kill the girl like you totally could have and you didn't like he's trying to like appeal to his humanity and Gordon's like oh yeah no I didn't I totally didn't kill her I actually did something way fucking worse so I guess we're just supposed to like assume but oh my god it's cyclical because mm-hmm. now he's a queer coded man preying on mm-hmm. oh my mm-hmm. god I hate mm-hmm. this show <laughs> I thought it was just I thought when Gordon did that it was just like racist <laughs> No, homophobic no, too. it gets worse. Um, Supernatural, we've joked about this with um, part of the pod squad. Like, they have, there's a meme that's like the guy who can't pick between the two buttons, and instead they press both. You know, like they don't. Yeah. yeah they're like. They don't choose. They just, they they just, just do. Both. How bad can it be? Homophobic, sexist, racist. They're pressing with both hands and, and slamming their hand on the third button. I'm sure there's. Mis- I'm yeah, sure we could find some transphobia in there somewhere. <laughs> oh, oh absolutely. Every <laughs> single ism and ick, like they hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They love. They love to bring it out. Um, Dean has put the girl down, and he's trying to obviously get to Sam because that is Dean's number one priority always. Um, and the girl attacks him because Gordon turned her into a vampire. Um, Dean doesn't know, and so when she attacks him, it's just, it, it is truly off guard. But he has the cult, and he immediately shoots her, and she, she He dies. looks so slutty so. in that scene. Yeah. I was going to also, like, the way, like, like the quick draw with the cult, mm-hmm. and, like, he's on his The way back, he's laid like, out <laughs> and where the mm-hmm. gun ends up resting, it's like, that mm-hmm. is his dick. Um, he <laughs> is ready He's like seconds away from presenting. It feels like <laughs> presenting, not presenting. Yes, but yes. Um. Also, like, <laughs> yes. truly a oh Dean Winchester um, horror moment. Like, <laughs> we love a slutty Dean Winchester. Um, we love a slutty Dean Winchester. Um, but yeah, he's fine because he had the cult and um, vampire girl. Unfortunately, she did. Yeah, and she slides down on the floor very. Slidely. Noticeably. Like, you know, she, yeah, exactly. <laughs> slidely. <laughs> That's what she I was slides say. down like she's like she's sliding. Gordon and Sam are still, you know, fighting. Dean's yeah. still on the outside. And um Gordon's like, We're the same now. We both have something evil inside of us. He says that to Sam, obviously, and he's like, You should just kill yourself. Like I'm going to kill myself when all this is over. After I kill you. Like you should just kill yourself. Um, and that's just like such a crazy thing to say to another person. Oh, I did. Yeah, like think for a second, Gordon. Um, so Gordon attacks Sam, but and Dean gets there. How does he get in? So wait, okay. Now, actually, I do have a question that I probably should have asked in the beginning. Okay. Does we know about? Yes, we know about Azazel. Does. Gordon know about the demon blood? No, only Sam knows mm-hmm. about, like, Dean doesn't okay. even know about the demon blood. He just knows that he, the reason why he started going after Sam in the first place is because he caught a demon and they were just talking about Sam and how he was the, going to, like, 
like they had eyes on him and thought that he was special and yeah. all that he has no idea okay. about other okay things. i was just <laughs> only uh, Sam yeah. okay no. so here's the thing about like seasons three through five sometimes we just kind of like blur together and it's mm-hmm. hard to know what is known when yeah um <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah particularly like four and five for me are super hard to like indistinguish um but yeah like that whole like sam knowing about the demon blood and like he abby is also like yeah he's the only one who knows about the demon blood he's the only one who knows about like mary's acquaintances being like killed off and that mary knew azazel at first look but we don't know why like i don't know why any of sam's keeping lots of secrets wait mary's acquaintance mary's acquaintances were killed off i don't remember much about the show wow uh, when Ruby first uh, like introduces herself to Sam, she's like, "You should look into your mom's friends and family. Mm-hmm. Just look into it." And Sam finds out that they've died. all died. Um, Dean does come and he tries to shoot Gordon, but Gordon throws Dean, and then he goes for Dean's throat and he bites him. Um, he he bites too. And he uh, and so then Sam goes for Gordon and he distracts him from Dean, and Sam ends up wrapping like a barbed wire mm-hmm. like some, something like that around Gordon's neck and very 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 slowly beheads him it takes some time and effort um it's brutal it's gross it's uh intimate like the way like how long it takes Staring, it's staring at each other yes yeah. really unsettling um finally finally <laughs> the head do pop off and um, <laughs> Dean, <laughs> Dean is fine. He stands up. He's, you know, he's bleeding. He did get bit by a vampire, but he's okay. And they look at each other and like at Gordon for a minute. It's like an awkward situation. That's the thing. Yeah, that just and like that was pretty reckless of you, Sam. <laughs> Which he's just being Dean, being like, maybe we're not so different, pal. But yeah, whenever Sam was killing Gordon, I literally wrote, "What in the hell am I looking at?" Because, yeah, like, I, know, I could not... It was very not... confusing. Oh, it was just awful. That was horrible. Is, and then... I honestly think out of all 326 episodes and all of the kills in, that that is the most brutal kill Supernatural has ever done. And it's, like, it's, it's very hard to ignore. That yeah. one's really brutal. Like, not to and... be heavy, but, like, the racial undertones of it. Yeah. Right. Like, and the, well, I was going to say, and the one in The Magnificent Seven is rough. Which yes. is also to a yeah. black man um, when he drinks the oh yeah. oh awful, yeah horrible oh. oh my gosh like those two yeah we did hate that oh I can't I skip that scene. it makes me sick to my stomach I don't it's just it's just like why are these two of the most violent murders we've ever seen on the show like right. done to dark-skinned black men specifically at the hands of like white mm-hmm. people like why mm-hmm. what's up <laughs> what is up with that yeah. um and it's like the, and the way it's like so perfectly because like there are on each end of that barbed wire that sam is holding like fabric grips to protect his hands more and it's like Right. I guess you could kind of argue a sort of like 
Jesus imagery and like it's similar to a thorn crown but like it's still like he didn't need to do that like it mm-hmm. didn't need to like right like the the brutality of it was a choice that the writers chose to do like, and it's, it's just... never like really or to my remembrance like it's not something that's really like addressed it's not something to be like sam's unhinged like right like they like they've been having like a little bit of this like did sam like like dean's been struggling like has sam come back and is he more brutal when he well because his back from the put dead? It in his head um right. yeah right but i feel like 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 maybe we're just supposed to connect that as an audience but like dean doesn't specifically because like he's been flagging each time like he shoots yeah. someone like he shot Jake like so many times, um, and he shot the demons in Sin City. Like Dean has purposely talked about those kills specifically from Sam being cold, but he doesn't talk about it. Yeah, with this one, at least in this episode. Like I, I and I don't remember Wait, him doing it. Right, I would take your headphones off. Mm. <laughs> he wasn't even this brutal when he didn't have a soul. Yeah, <laughs> like right, like it's just. I, ch- I like I'm thinking I about Soul of Sam and it was like he wasn't even this violent or this brutal or this uncaring and apathetic to brutalizing someone in this manner when he literally mm-hmm. did not have soul and like literally like let his brother get turned into a vampire unsure whether or not he'd be able to cure him and was ready and willing to like kill him but like I just this is the most violent behavior we've seen out of him, I think, in the whole show. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why is this just and so... It, yeah. And it, like, goes with, like, his earlier comments. He's like, yeah, I know we have to Yeah. Like, like, why he's was very, he like, so like, it's not a big deal. ready to do yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And even, like, when he was soulless, like, of course we know that, like, he didn't actually care. But he at least feigns it. Like, he pretends he does. Like, he, do- he just he does doesn't care. Like, it's just... Yeah. And he has a soul. So, it's interesting so weird yeah so unsettling um i was gonna say when dean stands up after the fight there's this like sign off to the side um that says it's like a this many days since our last accident in the warehouse (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know very it's funny but it's like the previous record was 183 days so that's the only thing we get about how long this may have been um since the demon deal because also there are 182 days between this episode airing and 316 coming out. So, like, we're... Are you I'm not. So, like, yeah, we're, like, right <laughs> in the middle, theoretically. Um, and that's just, like, their way of showing us. They don't actually tell us how long it's been. They're very okay. bad about giving a timeline, especially in this whole season. I feel like we... Oh, actually, the whole time, we, yeah. we don't really get a lot of timeline information. Oh, yeah. that's actually unhinged. Yeah. Yeah, like you're just supposed to like connect the dots of this funny little sign being right. like it's been 182 because days since the demon half a year is 182 and a half days. Yeah, I had to look that up too cuz I was like that's, <laughs> that's just so that math. Yeah. I hate this show. <laughs> yeah. I that's what I meant when I said look it up. I had to do the math. I didn't look up how how many is half of 365. <laughs> I just used the calculator. Yeah, Google <laughs> search it. Yeah. How to yeah. find half of it. <laughs> yeah. 
like literally do basic math you dumb right i had a nurse one time this is random but i had a nurse one time look up what is 72 hours from now yeah oh baby yeah that's rough you had a nurse do that yes it's when i got yeah it's when i got my tuberculosis test my tv test Oh, no. She looked up what is 72 hours from now. And I was like, babes, oh it's three days. Babes. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was really sad. And I was oh like, wow, God. I'm definitely going to be doing fine in nursing school if this girl right here passed. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought I was about to say, like, 72 hours is two and a half days. So, Ooh. I not judge. So, anyway, Sam gets two beers and he hands one to Dean and he opens one for, he like, flicks the cap i don't know if he's trying to be cool or something but um he's just literally now so um <laughs> just literally but working on baby and they're just kind of sitting there in silence and then sam looks or dean asks him for one of the wrenches i don't know which one it is but a wrench and <laughs> sam goes to hand it to him and then he's like hold on and he makes sam get up doesn't make him he tells him to get up and then go over there and starts teaching him about the inner workings of baby um and how to fix it up he's like so what i think is wrong with this and like and sam's like okay well what's up with like the auto shop lesson like what's up with this and dean's like well you know you're gonna need to know these things in the future in case i'm not here you know it's my and, and it's my job to show you the ropes like as your big brother and so it's like kind of like I put in my notes that, like, I love this before he was, like, I you need to know this before for things for the future. Because, like, just reminding Sam that, I don't know, like, Sam doesn't mm-hmm. forget. Like, he knows. he You don't have to remind him that you're going to yeah. be dead in six months. Um, yeah. But, like, the whole giving Sam just, like, a little bit of what he wants, which is just for Dean to be his brother, which is just sweet. Yeah. Um. Does anyone have any last-minute episode comments that they want to discuss? I do not. Did you like this episode, Abby? Okay. I did like this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, I hate Gordon with, like, a fiery, burning passion, but that's okay because... Yeah. He's He's dead dead now. Um, (laughs) He's dead. And, of course, he doesn't come back because he's not a guy. Right, because he's dead. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. We know what what dies always stays dead. Yeah, absolutely. Always. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Sam. Opposite of Taylor's. No, and be- yes. what dies didn't stay dead is not true mm-hmm. on Supernatural. So. Yeah. No, what dies yeah, always stays always. dead. The most natural thing <laughs> um, about Supernatural. <laughs> Unfortunately, Gordon just doesn't care and have anyone who cares about him enough to bring him back to life with a demon deal. Mm. Sorry, Gordon. <laughs> okay, actually, that kind of just made me yeah. sad. Yeah, it is kind of sad. <laughs> I also put in my Damn, notes, Abby. like, when he was when he was on the phone with Dean, I felt, like, kind of bad for him because he had, like, tears coming down his eyes. And, like, when he, like, was talking, you know what I'm talking about, when he was on the phone with Dean after. And then mm-hmm. when I found out that he, like, turned the girl to a vampire i was like okay no i just literally hate him again like it yeah. changed so fast i was feeling bad yeah, for you, but now i don't but like now <laughs> no i take it back yeah but yeah i like this episode i don't think i mean i think that we got a lot of like 
actual feeling talk from, especially from Sam. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a little bit of how Dean's feeling, but we got that through Dixon. <laughs> like, we're not yeah. going to get it from Dean, but we got it through Dixon. Oh, no. So, like, that's <laughs> that, something. That is very much a reoccurring theme. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of Dean mirrors, and that's how you figure out what the fuck is going on in that man's head. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Luckily for us, we'll get to explore yeah. that more. I'm a big fan of plot-heavy episodes. Like, overall yeah. plot-heavy episodes. But... I think this one had a lot that weren't, like, obvious, but still, like, it helped mm-hmm. move it along, which I like. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You got to, right? Season at, in this three season, is good at so that. Yeah. Yeah. I genuinely yeah. think out of the entire um, show, season three has the best pacing, and that's because they were strong-armed armed into actually having to care about pacing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were like, so they got us, No so choice. I guess we'll do it. We don't have five extra episodes that we can just string yeah. people along. Um, I think, Abby, the one thing that you talked about was like yeah. the Antichrist. I'm interested. Uh, yeah, messaging. So it's 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 still they're they're making sure you do, you yeah. personally, right. Abby, because I would about that. Cannot. <laughs> they're like, hey, remember you were suspicious. The Antichrist. Yeah. Yeah. Can't. Oh, I'll. I'll Always remember. Mm, always yes, remember the Antichrist. Yeah, that's what <laughs> like, I was always talking about. I'll remember that. Right. Yeah, that's not what I was talking about. <laughs> um, um, Abby, the next episode is called A Very Supernatural I have seen Christmas. About what do you think it's going to be about? I, I do not know this episode. Obviously, I've not watched it, but I saw Beth was watching it, like, on Christmas and, like, a lot. Very exciting thing. I actually skipped <laughs> this course. episode in my rewatch. Really? I Yeah, I don't actually know anything about it <laughs> interesting um well, in uh the second week of april you can listen to our yes. recap okay. yeah. i thought maybe, uh, definitely like, we'll just wait a few months instead of just clicking next on netflix um yeah <laughs> right yeah um i thought maybe like a like a cramp is it krampus krampus krampus, krampus yeah oh, like, like just the, like something yeah. that is like because that is based off of like their kids are doing bad things and and then this Krampus thing is like punishing them for it Mm -hmm. so I thought maybe like an evil spirit Mm -hmm. who's like hurting kids or like maybe kids are gonna be like a victim here through like this Santa Mm -hmm. not Santa like evil Santa spirit um okay so that's the end of our episode uh, thank you so much, yeah. Pluto, for guesting, guest hosting with us. It's been a really fun You guys did not time. see that, but I did um, just do a double deuce. Um, yeah. Yes. Yep. We love our peace signs. Peace we signs. Do. Yeah. We do. We're peace sign girlies. Um, can you uh, let people know where to find you? Do you have anything to promote? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you can find me on Twitter. Um, at E65 Gwen Stacy, which probably will not mean anything to most of you, but will never be changed <laughs> um, because Gwen Core for life. Um, or if you type in Queerbait Scholar, also pop up. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also on TikTok. What is my at? <laughs> <laughs> I've actually had to check. Um, uh, TikTok at Spidey High Lady. 
I am also on high. I think also as E65 Gwen Stacy. So too. You can find me on Tumblr at SmiteyHighLady.com. It's all in my link tree. I have a link tree. Right. Just go to one of them. Just do the link. Honestly, just go to Twitter. Probably I'll also put it. it it'll be in the. Sh- it'll be in the notes. So like. If, yeah. If if anything's wrong, what's in the notes is what's right. So. Yeah. <laughs> go with that. I probably should actually know my social medias, but I don't. Um. That's, that's fine. <laughs> Yeah, again thank you so much for listening um, thank you everyone for listening to this episode we'll be back next week um, you can find us on twitter tiktok tumblr and hive and we'll see you next bye. episode bye. bye bye you've been listening to Raising Perdition a supernatural rewatch podcast hosted by Beth Hannah and Abby Jo if you have anything kind to say or want to give us your comments on this episode you can email us at raisingperdition at gmail.com if you have complaints, concerns, or general nasty things to say, guys, send them to lawboy at stanford.edu. We don't like the negativity. You can find us on Twitter and Hive at, at rperditionpod, on Tumblr at, at raisingperditionpod, and on TikTok at, at raisingperdition. Thanks for listening.